Welcome back to Sync Ratios, <laughs> a Neon Genesis Evangelion yeah. podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Piotrowski. And, and I'm one of your other hosts, Ben Collins. And I'm guest and friend of the pod, Kevin Phillips. And, and we're here to talk about Evangelion 2.22. You can not advance. <laughs> Released. Uh... On June twenty seventh, two thousand nine. June twenty seventh. So, so, so we're getting close to the uh, anniversary. Uh, yeah, we are. That's Shit. True. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. recording this on June twenty first. Yeah. There you go. June twenty seventh, two thousand. Real quick, directed by Hideaki Anno, Masayuki, and Kazuya Suramaki. Written by Hideaki Anno. All right, got that shit out of the way. Yep. 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 Now well, we can talk about how long it's been since we've recorded yeah. an episode of this podcast. When did, yeah, I, 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 it's been so long. I, I was having to like kind of relearn how to plug up microphones and stuff. Yeah, we should call this a plug cast, an entry plug cast. Not, yeah. Not a pod, but an entry plug. Yeah, it's That's more like good. that. You know? Uh, a lot has happened in the world. A lot has happened, yeah. A lot has happened in our lives. I mean, the last time I recorded this was right here. I was sitting right here. And this you were. Sitting, you were right there. Or maybe right on the couch. No, I think I was probably I right here. I think you were there. And, and Luke, I, you were right And I think there. it was like the first the, the, time we'd seen each. They can't see where it's we true. are. But we're all sitting in the same chairs. Yeah. <laughs> the same lighting. Oh, yeah. It's all the same. But everything's changed. and, and, it, and was, we're... it was during pandemic. Yes. Yes. But <laughs> still like... <laughs> It was, long it was time while ago. I was playing Breath of the Wild or something. Oh, it was. God, yeah. yeah. The it time was. really is just, I don't know. It's been a long time. We've been talking about doing this probably once every week since then. And we yeah. are very sorry to our loyal listeners. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't even remember who it was, but somebody it's sent... It's Mike and Ed. Well, somebody <laughs> sent a gif, yeah, or a, or a, a picture of uh, John Cusack holding the boombox from Say Anything. Oh, that's so good. Uh, and I felt so bad Yeah. Uh, that we just haven't uh, had the time. No. Like, I mean, and, it's... And uh, logistics with... You know, trying Everything, to be trying yeah. to be good citizens in terms of quarantining and uh, looking out for folks and work stuff. And yeah, I mean, we're all busy. I mean, Kevin, you're leaving town again. Like, work is happening again. We're, you know, it's 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 been a lot. But the point is, we've been wanting to do this. Yes, and and the thing is, is like this is a movie that I'm never prepared for. I've never been prepared for it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It feels like a weird fucking dream every time I've seen this. I don't know about you guys. I've, I've probably watched this one least of any Evangelion yeah. anything. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, I've seen the first of the Rebuild trilogy or the, the new theatrical quadrilogy or whatever. Like, the yeah. fir- I've seen the first one a bunch because mm-hmm. that was the thing. I guess Rebuild, by the way, since we're talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what the proper nomenclature is. It, well, it came doing. from the fact that the first one literally was a rebuild yeah. of the thing and so they they were using that terminology because it was the same storyboards and the same animation frames Mm -hmm. and key key animation frames and all that it was and that actually was the intention for the entire quadrilogy yeah they 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 changed things up though weirdly they did but but the intention really and well and we'll talk about there's some (laughs) interviews with anna that i stumbled upon that are really worth taking a look at but but the intention was to kind of just do a a remake all the way through. And the response to the first movie was so strong that it kind of emboldened them to start moving further away from 
the, the actually being a rebuild and into being something. Which is what we start to see in this movie. I think, I mean, at the time, because, like, you know, we were all, like, of age and, and awareness enough to watch these when they were coming out. And, like, I mean, Kevin, that we've talked about this extensively on the podcast, like, you were sort of dismissive, understandably, mm-hmm. because it seemed like it was just a re, you know, a kind of, like, paraphrasing right. of the of the original series. And so there was something of sort of like, oh, well, maybe this doesn't really matter as much. And so I don't remember if you watched this one right away. I don't remember when you saw I this. I did. I put up a, a fuss, but I think it, yeah, it was about <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, I, I mean, no one knew what was going to happen when we no saw one, this movie. So no. that's, you're not to blame or anything. Cause we all had the same thought. It's funny because my, the, the excitement for this show has, has grown over the course of time since the rebuilds have like kind of come out when they originally came out. I wasn't, I was apprehensive. I wasn't as interested just because I was holding the original series in such high regard and the movies that I wasn't sure what to make of this. And rather than putting faith in the idea that it will just be awesome and something new, I kind of, you know, I, I held back. But here I am now, yeah. you know. Like however the fuck later. I mean, because I saw this in 2008, right? Or so? I It was so, yeah, you said June. 2009 it came out. It came out. So that like, would have been right after... You and I both officially right. moved to LA, right? Because I moved in February two thousand nine, and I remember being stoked to watch to watch it. This one, yeah, yeah. I did. I eventually came around because, as I was proven with the first one, it's just like, yeah, this might be more of the same, but it's also a little different. And anyway, honestly, more of the same is a fucking great thing with this show. Well, like, that was the thing. I think we all went into it just being like, yeah, well, well this will be cool. Just like, you know, yeah, it's higher quality animation. And this is where it really starts to take a turn into some weird. It starts to feel like a weird fucking dream. Yeah. Because because this one more than the other one. It, I mean, Luke, you, you, I feel like you're the keeper of more of the facts on this stuff. But it feels more like a weird kind of like, like jumble of the events from the show, like where there's more mix and match, like yeah. the hero of this thing, the, the the person in danger in this event. It's like everything feels like juggled in a way it's, that that it's it's trippy and surreal. Yeah. Because that's why I say I'm never ready for it. Because I mean, how how often do you watch the entire show back to back to back, end of Evangelion? you know the first you were not alone one or whatever like and then go straight into this one it's like how often are you that in touch with the full continuity like you're always watching this one at a little bit of a disadvantage in terms of understanding it because you're like wait a second i remember it being like this it's the and it's always just not quite right and it's like that dream where the lighting in a space is different or someone's eyes are bigger and you're like i know that's my friend but it's not my friend but it is my friend it's that kind of fucking thing like this is my evangelion but it's not my evangelion but it is and i don't really know what to do with it but i'm loving it but i'm kind of weirded out I don't know. I'm just rambling here, but that's what it feels like to me. It's very strange. Well, baby, I'm deep in it. And I, <laughs> I was deep in it when these were coming out. I had my ear to the ground. I had my new type magazines and my Anne Americas. Mm-hmm. I was on my websites tracking everything. So I you knew. You got your import copies, I believe. I believe I, I watched, watched this with I, you. I think I got. Yeah, I mean, because I don't like to bootleg things, and I certainly don't want to watch something that's, no. you know, on a fucking camcorder in, no. a, in a movie theater. So. No. I you have remember respect having yourself, to anxiously await for some way to see it in decent quality, both both the the original and and this one. See, uh, that's what I th- I feel like we maybe watched this like 
I over think Christmas the first time year. I saw this one was I got a ch- I, mean, I think it was a Chinese Blu-ray import that had English subtitles on it. And so I th- I think I think it was on one of my trips back from LA after because I think it was after I first moved. I feel like maybe I came back for Christmas that year yeah. and maybe we all watched it at your house because Probably. because I don't know where the fuck I would have seen this other than that. Yeah. Because yeah, I know I, where I, I Kevin had and I saw it, I got three it together as, but... as soon as possible. It's yeah. a very lovely package. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I tried to play it, it didn't play. So we we watched today. We watched the the I think it's the Funimation release, mm-hmm. um, which is slightly. So this is a slightly different uh, subtitles than I had seen because I had seen like foreign. You know, yeah, I don't know if I've ever. Seen. This is a Blu-ray edition. So this yeah. is a Blu-ray. So we, you and I watched the DVD edition originally. This no, is a it was a Blu-ray edition. actually. It was? it was it was a Chinese yeah, okay, Blu-ray. Well. Yeah. Um, but it came with like a little film cell, I think. Oh no, that's that that's the DVD that I had of the um, of You Are Not Alone. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but I I was aware and I knew that the second one was going to deviate. I didn't know mm. quite how much it was going to deviate, but I knew enough about it. I'd been paying attention, following enough to know that. Yeah, this one's gonna start to take the story in new directions. the The intention was always to give a new ending, and I don't want to jump ahead. But we see Mari in the mm-hmm. first movie. Right? I feel like that we're finally here. We're going to talk about. Do we Mari, see Mari finally. in the first movie? Is she is she at the very end of the first one? Or I something? think she must be at the. She's very like a, she's end. like a Koaru type, like sort of like hint or something. Maybe I can't. I mean, it's, it's been, been like so long, six months. But I I, in the in the Ano interviews that I was reading, which I should. Oh yeah, I that's guess a big thing. Direct everybody to, and I, I don't want to necessarily jump into all that right no, away. No, but just hardcore. tell them what you're talking about so they can look but, at it. But uh, on this. Website that's gwern.net, G W E R N.net. Um, you could probably Google the, the, the article is called Evangelion 2.0 Complete Records Collection, and it has translated interviews about the making of Evangelion 2.0, which all sorts of people. Would you texted us? You texted Kevin and I this uh, like uh, maybe like two hours before we recorded. Yeah, sorry. This. And we, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, like it was mind blowing. I was like, oh, I didn't even know this existed. We, like, I literally have not heard any. We were we were racing anything. to get this yeah. done before Kevin leaves town, and then before I leave town, yeah. and uh, you know, trying to cram this in because we we've got to fucking do it. Uh, so we kind of decided to do this not last minute, but it was like, okay, we're doing it. and It's real now. Um, so I was scrambling to like, well, shit, I don't, let's refresh and let's do some research and let's find out a little bit about this movie <laughs> because mm-hmm. we don't have like little guidebooks to reference. And, uh, you no, know, my, know. my knowledge is not, you know, I've, I've seen all these movies multiple times, but my knowledge isn't as deep as, as it is on the show. Uh, so yeah, so I just stumbled upon these. Yeah. And, and we'll probably be referencing those things as we go. I mean, I think, yeah. I think but there's a lot you, to talk about. It's here. worth any Evangelion fan. It's worth kind of finding these because there's you know a ten part interview with Ano just <laughs> going through the the production and Kazuya Maraki's on there and all sorts of different uh, people involved in the project. So yeah, I, and I'm gonna keep looking at it too and on future episodes probably uh, yeah. uh, bringing up some of the stuff. But but it seemed to me based on these interviews the First movie, like I said, was supposed to be just a compilation, you know, but cleaned up animation, kind of like, let's just redo the show for a modern audience, kind mm-hmm. of a kind of a deal. Always leading toward a new ending and including a new character. And it seemed like Ano almost decided, I have to do something that makes it different mm-hmm. that uh-huh. will shake things up. So I'm going to add 
a new character. I'm going to add a new pilot. And I don't know what that's going to look like or what that's going to be. So uh-huh. it was almost like he just like hobbled himself on purpose by deciding <laughs> this and then didn't know what to do with her. And also, so we're talking about Mari now, yep. but like also decided he didn't want to dictate she kind of he kind of just like left made it everybody else's problem <laughs> like <laughs> is it come, coming from an intense um uh life of you know film development um over the past couple of years it's a very funny thing to think about because it's very it's very familiar to me the idea of just sort of like ah we'll figure it out later like i mean we do it you know everybody but does it, it. it was more than just we'll figure it out later it was like we're going to do this and if I dictate too much of what her personality is, then it'll just be me or I'll repeat myself and she'll be too similar to yeah. one of the other characters. So it was like, well, we'll just put her in there. And the response, I guess, to the new character he said in the first movie was very big. So when they were they had already started to write the second movie at that time. And they were so emboldened by the response, particularly the response to the new character, that it was like, we can start moving away from the storyboards and key animation that we have, we can start mm-hmm. not just the idea was to have her be Mari be a cameo in this movie, which she still kind of is, uh-huh. but just a cameo. And then when we get to the third movie, which we know will be much more new stuff and was supposed to be the final movie at that point. Yes. That's what I refer. I, I said trilogy earlier and caught myself embarrassed, but I was like, no, I remember it was a trilogy. I think it was supposed to be like two parts, but released at the same time. Yeah. There was some shorter. My, I would, I didn't just fuck up, but there. he kind of was like, we'll just cameo her and then explore her more later. But, Oh, she's popular. So let's put more of her in here, but I don't want it to be too derivative of anything that I've done. So like, Kazuya Suramaki and everybody else, you guys figure out what to do with her. <laughs> and that seems to have been the instruction and the general attitude that carried through up until now. Yes. Leading to the fourth movie, where I personally am dying to see if they actually... I mean, I'm, we're not spoiling anything for anything. Right, for well, three. the third movie... She's in three a lot. The, the, I don't the, remember The third movie's still it. on the table and, yeah. and obviously a much different... Uh, a different game. But... Uh, definitely reading these interviews, you, you could see that they, they really struggled because like, well, shit, now we have this extra person. So anything that we do with her, and, like, and, and the, the, which you can see in this movie, the struggle of, well, nobody knows her. Yeah. So nobody can talk I, to I her. I don't even know what the fuck, like, like watching it again, trying to understand her. She's like a spy of some kind. She seems to be from Euro Nerve, yeah. working with Kaji. Yeah. Uh, and she's been sent over here, <laughs> airdropped in via parachute. Yeah, to, to infiltrate Nerve or something. Check out what's going on, and, and somehow she's got the, the keys she's... to unlock Unit 2 and, and get it out. I mean, I guess because she's from Euronerve, and they said something do you think, about... Do you think she's like Cable in the X-Men, and she's like Kaji and Asuka's child from the future? Because <laughs> as far as the character description is concerned, I, that's that's how I would describe her. Now that when you put it that way, it's like... Yeah, she's sort of like a part Kaji, part Asuka. Like, well, they did. They couldn't figure out her personality. No, either. obviously, like, they couldn't <laughs> figure out what her personality was. At one point, she was going to be like really into cats and have a bunch of cats at home. Mm, I would have uh, liked that. <laughs> and uh, is she supposed to be a teenager? That's even yeah. Unclear. She's she's. I mean, all the Ava pilots are. Yeah, but she but she seems like a little like it almost seems like she's like pretending to be or something. Like it's like it's like she because, does seem older, right? It's because cool. because yeah. the whole are you guys vibe distracted by her physique? Is that where this is coming? Oh, from? I mean, it's obvious that the character design came first the physique in terms is of what too the appeal tight to was fit into the, to the different <laughs> yeah, costumes. They, they, I mean, they go really out of their way to sort of like emphasize that stuff. But I'm just saying, like as a whole, like. It, 
it's because she's so mysterious in her presentation it's unclear if she is actually a teenager like you get that bit at the beginning when it's like oh you know like it's a shame we like put this on kids to do whatever right. and it comes to her and then she says oh it's a shame i you know we make adults do these things and i'm like yeah but she reads as much like an adult as like masato honestly like like in a way she seems a little bit in between in a way that's like confusing to me and just adds to the overall vibe and i got Kevin, the impression that yeah. she was taller than shinji as well yeah She's pretty tall, but she's also she's European. She's yeah. a foreign girl. That's true. Um, so all which to they also kind of changed Osaka to being because she has like a different last name now or something. Yes, right? as a whole Shikinami. Um, yeah, which Ano has said he changed the names because they made the uh, sete um, basically like the character sheets. You've mm-hmm. probably seen if you've had any sort of design books or sometimes they'll put them in like video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, like, the characters making different facial expressions and sort of, like, here's the design sheets of the character, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. how to draw this character that we use for everybody so that we're consistent across the board. They were making new ones of those for all the characters, and he thought, okay, if we're making new ones of these, let's give them new names. And okay. also as a signal to the fans that it's like, look, it's the same, but it's a little bit different. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. This time. But still all named after, you know, um, battleships. Shikinami and you know instead of Soryu, which I yes, think yes, yes. either Japanese, I guess, are Japanese Navy ships, and then Illustrious is also, which is Mari's middle name. Oh, I was pulling the names okay. from interesting from that stuff. Um, but yeah, so we don't need to dwell on this, but just it, it was <laughs> interesting to hear or to, to read the interview and see like all the different ways they tried to fit her in, and like originally her and Asuka were supposed to be in the. Uh, dummy plug together in the scene where they catch Sahakwil, the falling yeah, angel. Yeah, I can see the that. The two of them were supposed to be in there together and Asuka was like not into it. And so like there would be like this rivalry between them. And I, you know, that would have been great. Um, and then Asuka was supposed to come back at the end, uh, you know, in, in, in bandages and all wounded from her her middle thing. And then they, they scrapped that. And they so they were trying all these different ways to fit her in because he realized he had you know the story was the story and the drama was the drama and it was structured a certain way and by adding this 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 fourth wheel into the piece you were always going to be taking from something else well i mean and they, and they already are like i said it already feels like a kind of weird like dream like like self cannibalization because it's just like random things where they like bring new characters into moments or give moments to other characters well, this, to swap it. I mean, it's a remix. Stop, exactly. I mean, but like this, the recontextualization of scenes, the, the thing mm-hmm. that gives it all, it, it's dreamlike quality, um, could brilliantly play into what we've talked about as a hypothesis for what this show is ultimately trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of its, redoing it's of cyclical yeah yeah then it is it is another version that is slightly different because this time like you know just whatever causal factors that determine like because the because so mari is just like uatu the watcher from marvel <laughs> comics and she's well, just here to observe well honestly I, that's, I mean i was a godlike I, being that i mean just... i'm waiting for for that for there to be something like that again i'm not spoiling anything for three because it's just i mean if you think you have like a, a foothold in any of this, like at every step of the way, then like I like look all respect, and I'm sorry if I spoil it. But like for most of us, the whole thing is like very hard to follow. So I'm just 
it's easy to say that like I'm waiting until four to sort of like make my assessments on the entire thing. Of course, because yeah. like and like, like Mari, Mari, like the way you put it there when you're like, okay, when he started this up, that like, okay, I'm going to do the rebuild. Okay, what about a new character? And it does sort of make Mari into the sort of like uh, like the hacker angel that like infects the thing in a way that like. Right. Is, is she going to be justified by the? Are they going to find a way? You know, is 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 Olano like you know got himself in a hole he can't get out of this time? You know, like it's this feeling of like can he can 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 this all tie together in a way that is beautiful, or will it tie together in a way that's like fucking awesome but not fully coherent in a way that is understandable? Considering yeah, the way and and so which yeah, is fine. It was a little weird to start it's this. It's fucking awesome as it is. Exactly. I mean, know? that's what I want to say is to like we're starting this on a, on a wrong foot. Look, we've been I've been chomping at the that's bit. That's what I'm saying. I, I know people are waiting Maury to hear you talk about this. That's why I was interested from the <laughs> jump. Um, but uh, yeah, the, this movie's fucking awesome. Yes, it's rad. It's super great. Uh, so I don't mean to start by you know an Evangelion <laughs> podcast and start it off with like here's the reason why I don't like it. But I think that's very funny to do. But uh, got to talk about it, and I you know I, I ultimately will say I do think and and especially like because I could tell all of that stuff because I mean this is my biggest complaint I think even on this show before I said like look it's not so much that I'm like anti Mari I'm just pro Asuka yes. and I really feel like what this movie does is sideline Asuka yeah. for yeah. Mari and I don't know to what end or what is That's gained what yeah, exactly. by the swap out I don't see that it's a worse movie and in fact it's a better movie if it is just Asuka in Unit 2 at the end. That's her. And Asuka, of all characters, who has yeah. the most pride in, I pilot this one. This one is mine. We share an identity. It's so much about that, that seeing somebody else do cool shit, and it is very cool, in her unit is just insulting to me. <laughs> no, it's really weird because it's like, it's like I don't know what they should have done with her instead i mean like a lot of things were possible i don't know why this was the like, choice like if she piloted unit zero that would make more sense. it's less right. of or, a or, problem I mean, if, right? she, if she if she took the place of i mean well it wouldn't really make sense i guess if she took the place of toji the way that they gave that to asuka but it's like even that would have made more sense as far as like because that was always weird that introducing a new pilot and then the whole thing goes awry and all that stuff like that could have worked i don't know like mm -hmm. it, it could have worked but not as well as toji just if if only because no. of the relationship he has with shinji which I actually liked the use of Asuka and that stuff in this because I, in a way because because even in the show I think they didn't fully build up their relationship with Toji like I mean I, it works certainly in the show. Look, there's not, not that much time in the movies to no 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 yeah exactly, but it's like I think yeah. I think I get I get why because they didn't have that much time the idea that to make it to Asuka it to, yeah I yeah it, it it makes it automatically more compelling emotionally for Shinji in these movies so I respect that as a choice but mm -hmm. at the same I, time it's like I. If they, I mean, I guess they just maybe they didn't need Mari in the first place, which is kind of Luke's whole point. Which is like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with her because she's fun, she's cool. When she's on screen, I like her and I like the character design. Obviously, like it's 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 all meant to be fun, and it is, but it's not seemingly ser serving the larger whole at this point. And I'm not sure. I don't know. Right. Kevin, you disagree? Well, I just feel that 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 one scene particularly, the use of Asuka in place of Toji's character, I was. It, thinking about it while I was watching it, I'm like, shit, while I was watching this show, this did have more impact mm -hmm. on me. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, Luke, it's because, well, you can't, I mean, there's only so much time in the movies themselves. I also noticed, though, a translation difference at that moment that I loved in the show, I think we probably called it out in the podcast, was when 
Gendo decides to like, you know, Shinji's disobeying. He will not attack this. This is Asuka. It's not an angel. How could it mm-hmm. be an angel? And he's, he forces it into the dummy plug mode and like, you mm-hmm. know, renders Shinji, um, you know, inept from being able to pilot it. And there cuts that close up where he like looks over his shoulder and he says, what are you doing, dad? And in the show, I think the translation is what the hell are you doing, father? Or something like that, uh-huh. at least. Which I always really because the impact of that I really liked it, so I just noticed that. This I wonder time. if the the Japanese line is the same and just is exactly. It, is the I, I wonder if it's different thing a lot of time. or or yeah. if there's actually a different wording that that Shinji says. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think that I think the swap out is interesting and like they know what they're doing and it's fun. like they have Toji playing basketball. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like you're at the end of the episode and he's like playing basketball at sunset and like throws the the basket and it's like the that's the the end of the episode and so they're like teeing you up for it to be toji and then toji's eating his popsicle looks at the stick and is like ah i didn't win the prize and so they're like yeah no this is the moment that toji's gonna get called in and he's like i didn't win yeah on me yeah uh it's that's just fun. Which is fun, and that's if you're gonna it do so, if you're gonna do something like this. Exactly, it's it's, the, it's cool to, the, to 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 play to surprises. It's like fan service in a different. It's kind the of Resident way. Evil, yeah. the, the the Resident Evil GameCube remake. Uh, there, there's <laughs> a famous jump scare in the original Resident Evil when you're walking down the hallway and the glass breaks and a dog jumps in, mm-hmm. and it's like the f- most famous jump scare this. in the game. Yep, yep. And the GameCube too. remake. They have you go down that hallway and the glass cracks and a little piece of glass falls in, but the dog doesn't jump in. So they're like, they were That's like cool. fucking with you of like, yeah, the dog's going to jump here. Be ready for it. Well, it didn't happen. And then, yeah. it, you know, they mm-hmm. get you some other yeah, way. Yeah, because, because, I mean, we've all seen like, like, like bad, like, you know, especially horror movie remakes and stuff where they kind of treat the, the twist like they're going to work again and they don't or like, you know, like an old. So like, I, I appreciate the, the, you know, the attempt to the keep wink. the audience on their toes because, you, you know, if you're making something that's this big, you can't possibly assume the entire audience is never, you know, so you got to play to both sides, right? I mean, we yes. know that, yeah, like for with, sure. With the kind and of this was so huge and... that they they very much knew that that this was going to be longtime fans and you know neophytes. And presumably, this movie was enormously enormously successful. I assume. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is they great. It well, I mean, because it, uh, it's such a pleasure to watch it now because it's like strikingly beautiful, yes. like frame to frame. Very oh my gorgeous. god, looks incredible. Sounds incredible. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Sound design is always so incredible in this show. It's really just a leveling up from the music to the, the soundscapes and obviously the visuals. They're like really going all out and, and they do have the money and the to some extent the time to do, you know, the things that they wanted to do and to let their imaginations run wild well it, it's it's a really beautiful balance of like like we talk about like you know i mean none of us are experts on animation but like you know seeing this sort of like 3d stuff come into anime like the type like yeah the, it's 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 always been in my opinion a beautiful integration in these movies but this one i really felt like like an equal over like an equal emphasis on the kind of hand-drawn aspects. But I, I commented on it while we were watching it, but like the profiles, the contour lines of the profile mm-hmm. shots of the close-ups of their faces is like, there's like, there's a nice quality to this whole production. I really, really think this is like really beautiful and interesting and unique. And I, I don't remember how it looks different from the third one, but I'm really excited. It is, to this see one it. is a really good blend of the CG and the, um, and the traditional animation. In the interviews I was reading with Anno, he does talk about how the first movie 
has traditionally animated angels with Sachiel mm-hmm. and uh, and the and the the, the penis guy um, <laughs> Shamshell, yeah. uh, and like it ends with a fully CGI Romeo. Yeah, and this one goes in reverse to where they have CGI angels to start the movie, and we I, build to. I sensed that and from I didn't know. Ava Unit Three and the uh, Zero Well stuff. Is those are more traditional animation. Uh, dense CG animation. Yeah, I actually kind of felt that reverse thing, mm-hmm. which was really interesting because it felt more foreign. Like the whole movie felt more foreign to Evangelion early on and became more familiar as it as mm-hmm. it went. Did you feel that kind of yeah, well, Kevin? Mm-hmm. What yeah. were your favorite sequences in terms of the battles, Kevin? Like, did I, you? This is this one that we're watching. Yeah, right this now I mean, this shot of all those planes leaving Tokyo. The evacuation 3, right? of Tokyo Three. Yeah, yeah, very very cool, and because it, it happens in the span of three seconds. Well, they, like, they this, this, this movie has a bunch of those things. It's where so like, efficient. Evacuate people. I'm like, how fast can you? It's so incredibly people? efficient. <laughs> Imagine if we got an order right this second. No, is it exactly. evacuate Los Angeles? Like, I don't know. We take like 20 minutes to get our stuff together. Maybe it's like, well, the angels already this destroyed is, the whole hey, city. Hey, it's Japanese time. efficiency, man, and they've been through an apocalypse, so they. They got their shit down. Yeah. They keep it tight. Evacuate, I mean, look, everybody. Let's go. Is I mean, a- if you've ever been in Shinjuku at like 6 a.m., you <laughs> see the order of the, the you know, how, how nicely it can go. Is this, the, is this the fight with the, um, what's the name of the angel um, in this one that's like a tower and it has like the glass feet? That oh, kind they of- don't. I don't. To my knowledge, there aren't names for the I was going to ask you that because the whole order and the numbering and stuff seems to kind of get less emphasized yeah. in this movie. They have like fan names. I know that the fan name, everybody calls him Clock Eel. Wait, the really, the spindly leg? The big one tall with the one. That, well, that has the face like a clock. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 They call him yeah. Clock Eel? Clock I, like Eel. The, I like that one. There's Tun Eel and Clock Eel. Um,. <laughs> Oh, I do want to talk. I mean, we're jumping all over. Oh, yeah, um, of course we are. Uh, yeah, gosh. I guess I want to talk a little bit about Asuka and the different characterization of Asuka as one of the reasons they chose her and to change her a little bit is to make her more isolationist. Like, you notice she doesn't uh-huh. have her crush mm-hmm. on Kaji anymore. She doesn't really have anybody. And her big thing is, it's still, I'm the best... But it's a lot more about I don't really have any interest in other people. I don't talk right. to other people. And then positioning it so that the whole reason she even takes the, the job testing unit three is so she's doing it for Ray so that she can have her dinner. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for Shinji and, and, and Gendo to be able to get together. So she's altruistic. She does something for somebody else. And that's what leads to mm-hmm. her getting fucked over and, you know. Mm. seemingly dead in this seemingly, movie like they yeah. other yeah. than the preview they don't tell you i mean and, and look i mean i have some memories of three but like we're not talking about that i i don't i mean it's like as far as this movie's concerned it's a pretty brutal treatment of her in a pretty like yeah they just kind of button it up like on some level and she's, she's a lot less <laughs> problematic i guess is the term but like she's 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 kind of a jerk but not Again, because you have so much less time to spend with her, and ultimately you see her having this conversation. Maybe it is nice to be nice to other people. Oh, they really milk that moment of something bad's going to happen with Misato. There's so many things to see and do that you need to get. Yeah, and I was kind of caught off guard for a minute there when it happened, and it's like, God damn, like that's, I mean. Uh, So yeah, it's particularly brutal because she's not even like the kind of difficult Asuka of the show that comes in and 
messes with everybody. She's just yeah. she just kind of shows up and is pretty pretty cool, and then gets brutally taken out. Yeah, I mean, in that in that sense, I do. I mean, it's like I, I'm not looking to like I, I make a ranking or anything, but it, but it, I, but I do get how the, if this one is difficult for fans of the original show, I kind of understand that. Like, mm-hmm. I've always had this as we all you know, like to some degree, like this kind of like okay, sure, we'll just go along and like see what this is like because we already have the show we love the show we don't you know this isn't changing anything mm-hmm. but I, I wonder about people who maybe you know are kind of getting it all at once like if you just started watching Evangelion when Netflix dropped it and so now you're getting into these movies if it's if your experience with the whole thing is that condensed I don't know if this is like very weird or, or if That's it just true. feels natural I don't know because people are used to shows, like any of these you things know, yeah if you didn't live with it changing. forever yeah. then seeing it change is not that big a deal. Actually, that, I'm, I'm curious if, if if anybody saw these movies first and then went back to the show. Yeah, if that's something that was like like a really cool experience for you and you really love it, like tell us about it. I would actually like to know that because I haven't met anybody like that. I, don't I think, think I think that other podcast that we guessed it on. Oh, did they, they say had that? done that? Maybe. But I, yeah, maybe if, if so, I didn't hear about it in depth. So I, I will I say I liked I. I, I agree with you. I think because the because this one is the same elements remixed, it's so much easier to be like, yeah, but I like the way it was before, and I'm missing this particular note, and I'm missing this particular thing that I expect to be coming, and it's not. It, that is that can be a frustrating experience, um, and it is you know you talk about it like a dream. It's the dream you have when you're like kind of falling asleep, yeah. and so you're dreaming about your actual surroundings. Exactly. Exactly. The next movie is a. Full on oh REM sleep deep dream. Oh, I I have said it before that like the day that and it's like that's more comfortable, right? That's more restful sleep. I felt than like nodding off and be like, wait, where am I? What? That's a good way. Like a deep, a deep sleep. Yeah, you're you're not expecting anything Mm -hmm. with the next one because you're in totally new territory, so it's much easier to accept, and this is much harder to swallow because it's like, wait a minute, can it just? Is it gonna get to the chorus that I know? Like, can you? Where's the hook? I mean, they even flop music cues in parts. Like, yeah, they they do, they do, they they do like. Asuka stuff in Masato scenes and Masato stuff in Asuka. <laughs> like it's it's all jumbled up in this weird way that still works. But yeah, yes. like my memory of seeing the third one was like truly like a surreal, like trippy, like mm-hmm. like I've been at the dentist all day and I dropped acid and I you know it's like I don't even know what to make of the third movie. This one is still yeah, it's it's this uncomfortable thing that's like I'm not fully surrendered to the. All that you know. said, I, I I like this one so much more than you are not alone. Interesting, Beca- do you? because it's new and and this the severity of. You know, I think I talked about this in that episode. Like the Romeo fight is like, oh, it's Romeo fight, but it's like so much cooler. This Sahakwiel falling out of the sky, Very Ava's wild. running, just the Ava's running. Yeah, and and I don't usually like CGI animation, but they fucking like, nailed in, incorporated because it looks so cell shady and it looks like uh, it doesn't look the same. It doesn't seem like the same art form, but the the, the amount of visual inventiveness on display here yeah that's it's it's like the see, seeing, seeing ono type weight? shit done in that yeah like we're just watching the thing where it looks like a bunch of little like weird things clasping arms that are like technically the legs of the wings of the thing but you just see this one very like obviously cg shot of them moving in unison that's just so like creepy and strange that you're like yeah of course like he's still finding ways to make it weird even if he's going to do this like other well, you know, since you brought that please. up, you know who helped, who, who came on to help redesign this 
Angel. Please tell me. Oh, actually, no. He he actually designed the first Angel. God, uh, that the, looks so the guy, fucking incredible. The guy it's, who it's like, it's like wings like flopping down with the it, like. I love that shit so much. The scale of these shots is so beautiful. This Please, one, Sahakwil uh-huh. redesign uh, was Mahiro Maeda who did s- designs for the original show, but he's the one that we talked about before on the podcast. He did work on Mad Max Fury Road. Oh wow, okay. he's that designer. Um, the Bone God, Angel. That's so cool. <laughs> The Bone Angel from the tunnel, uh, Tunnel, um, <laughs> he was designed by, well, it was really like from a sketch by Ano, but like the, 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 the finishing design work was done by Mohiro Kito, mm-hmm. who is uh, a manga author who did a little manga called Bokurano. Really? Talked about here on the show. Really? Before. Yeah. That's He's the artist cool. for Bokurano. Yeah, so the bone, he did the, bone guy, he did the tunnel. Anno did a sketch of these bones and, wow. and brought that guy on to like. Is yeah, that his only involvement design. in Evangelion? Yeah. That's fucking cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Can you, Luke or Ben, explain the opening scenario? Like, because with the tunnel angel, like, uh-huh. where is that hat? Where is that taking place? I, presumably there... Europe. Like... Beth, Bethany base, uh-huh. a new location. Yeah, presumably Europe. Everybody's speaking English uh-huh. in the beginning, including Kaji, who's have, having a rough time. <laughs> Why time with that English? Uh, that was like really, really like. I mean, talk about dream quality stuff. Yeah. having Kaji speak. And that's the kind of thing you would dream, right? You'd be like, I had this weird dream, and it was Evangelion, but they they weren't the voice actors from the dub. They were all the Japanese actors speaking in Ka- really accented English. Kaji and just I couldn't came from the Black Lodge. <laughs> yeah, still, exactly. <laughs> still Black Lodge speech from Kaji. No, it's, no, God bless it's so fucking weird and cool. But I loved it, honestly. Like, I, 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 that's the kind of thing that you don't really get a lot of in these kind of things. It's very fun. Yeah, it's so, as far as I can tell, they had an angel. The, the idea of the concept behind the angel was that they had been testing it and, like, dissecting it. Okay. And all that was left was the bones. That makes sense. After they extracted it and sort of, like, did all their shit to it. And it escaped. Uh-huh. And it escapes, and they have a like sort of a ramshackle Evangelion of like, okay, throw this fucking. They just what kind of explains why it's on wheels. Yeah, and I think it's like missing arms or something. Like it's not done, and it seems to be Mari's first time behind the wheel, so to speak. Right. And so it was like, okay, just get her in this half finished one and trap that thing before it can escape. Which is cool. That's a cool scene. It is a cool scene. Like yeah. it's, if you picture this dynamite. as like a Hollywood movie, if if the first movie had been like, oh, these kids and they're doing their thing and they're whatever, and then you introduce this like weird other context where it's familiar and different and there's this ramshackle even getting this girl you don't know and it's like, well, she's just going to get in there and like make this. That's a cool intro. And I do like Mari in that scene. I think mm-hmm. she's yeah. cool. And her like singing the old, you know, the old song, mm-hmm. the old <laughs> Japanese like fight mm-hmm. song or whatever. And, uh, you know, she's got an, it's just going up the walls on those wheels and everything. And even the flip flop of Kaji saying that he feels bad that yeah. they're using kids to, for their ends. And then she's saying, well, I feel bad that we're using adults to achieve my ends. It's like, okay, this is an interesting kind of character. I, I just like her less when she's sort of infiltrating and stealing moment, pre-existing moments that feel like they should belong to the characters that we love. Mm-hmm. And, and and so she just becomes kind of like off-putting of like who I'm sorry who invited you are you <laughs> do you know the host like why are you at this party it, it is um, weird. whereas if she had been sort of kept in the shadows and only showed up in new territory as a new character I probably would like her a lot more I do like this new reimagining of uh, Asuka crawling into bed with Shinji 
Right. I, li- I love the it's original cool. so much in the show. It's different, but what I like about this are all the boxes piled up around Shinji. <laughs> the aesthetic of it all is still there, like this kind of you know, like pale blue light that like kind of seeps over everything. Um, it's nice. It's less of Asuka in a dream state, but it's less upsetting. It definitely feels more like the Hollywood version of that scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where it's like less emotionally like, oh God, like mm-hmm. oh, he's gonna try and kiss her while she's asleep and then she calls out to her mother and then he stops and is ashamed and like all that like kind of gnarly stuff. But the heart of the piece, you know, the character interaction and like, you know, it's still very they're still very much themselves. Yeah. And and it it is a very nice scene. So I don't mean that it's Hollywood in a, in a bad way. It's actually kind of clever. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Shorthand and, and a way to come at it without all the gnarly complexity of the show. Because, as we said, you don't really have time for it. So I, I it is a very economical and elegant, I think. Here's a question. Reading. Is this... Um, Shinji is, is good in the kitchen. Is this, <laughs> that is this in the show? I don't remember. Like I, I mean, they do talk about how... You know, Misato only cooks instant stuff. Right. But no. In fact, there is so much eating in this movie. There's a lot of eating in this movie. I did... Ano did comment on that. And, you did, like, a weird thing about Ano is he's, like, a super weird picky eater. I, he's, I like, a vegetarian and, like, just not interested in eating. Like, food never... In, and then he got married. And, and so a lot of this movie and i should find the quote where he specifically talks about wrestling with his younger self but you know he he told this story and this story was a way of wrestling things out of himself at the time when he did the show mm-hmm. and this was like what like 14 years later god yeah so he's wrestling with his own work and reconciling his he's he's facing down his past self and telling that same story, but also changing things and putting emphasis in new places, and kind of struggling with his his own work. Do you, do you think he do you think he got better eating habits? And he did because form? he got married and he yeah. had a wife that gave him better eating habits and kind of forced him to. There's also a lot of driving scenes, and he talks about how he he didn't drive a car before. He would always just use public transportation, and it wasn't until about oh, eight years ago that he started like. Driving and That's got so a funny because he was in that Nissan commercial. Do you remember that? We yes. talked about this at the show. <laughs> yes, You've seen Nissan. this, right, Kevin? There's I some. There's not, a no. Japanese Nissan commercial that features a shot. I mean, I'm I'm like he's walking 99%. Like two giant dogs. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a it's like a car driving around and then it stops like it's like parked on the street and Ano is walking in two dogs <laughs> and stops and like looks at the car and is like, hmm, cool. And it's like Nissan. Maybe I'll drive one day. Yeah, no, yeah. And it's very funny <laughs> to think that like I maybe that was around the time he was starting driving. For it might have been. Yeah. yeah so there's a lot of yeah so so the idea of eating was something that was more foreign to him before and that he's kind of gotten better on and more interested in and, and he talked a lot about the idea of you know sharing a meal with another person and you can see that's all over yeah, this it's, movie there's yeah. a lot of it where where it's all about people trying to connect and using using consumption as a means oh yeah to, i mean ray connect. is like ray is like you know like is it is it nice to is it pleasant to enjoy a meal? Was it? What, what is she? Yeah. Like <laughs> well, Gendo is like, you know, it's like, all right, get, get out of the time to get out of the fish tank. Time yeah. For a meal. Time, time <laughs> to come to Bruce Wayne's dinner table from the Tim Burton '89 <laughs> yes. Batman movie and have dinner with me, where we sit, sit. Yeah, yes. well, yeah. There it is on the screen, like where we sit, you know, twenty feet apart each other at a table and just like you know, silently sip soup or something. And like, <laughs> what happens to Ray at the end of the movie? 
a lot of things. She gets eaten. <laughs> yeah. The angel is here to eat and consume. That is true. Right? And that's a nice and she inversion and, of like, the yeah, show where, into the thing, yeah. where the Ava eats the angel and absorbs the S2 engine. That's saying this 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 mm-hmm. all that weird remixy stuff, right? Or instead of instead of the Ava eating the angel, the angel eats an Ava and then Shinji has to retrieve and, and save her. And basically, I mean, we basically get like a remixed version of the end of Evangelion stuff in a way. Yeah, well, we right? barrel ahead into <laughs> into Third Impact. Yeah, I mean, you start this thinking you're watching like what episode seven of the show, and then it goes from seven to twenty six in like yep. what you know an hour and forty five minutes, and you're left going, whoa, 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 what the no, totally fuck because they is... still have Kaji being like, oh, Sele is not going to sit quiet for this one or something. Yeah, and Kaji's then, on the moon coming yeah, down, and, and then Misato Reeds goes like, the world's ending. Yeah, they're exactly. <laughs> is it the last line of the movie pre pre the the the, the Kuaru, like uh, the stinger? Yeah, the, the, I think the last line of the movie is the world is ending. I think so. And it's like it's that yeah. So I mean, it's literally what the first movie is the first six episodes basically rebuilt, and then it goes from seven to twenty six or tw- I don't know twenty four or depending on how you look at it, within one movie, mm-hmm. and then from here on in it's fucking new territory. Man, and it's so like, many God, things, so many movies, you know, anime and otherwise, but you know, like particularly Western movies, like deal with the world is ending, but. It's like I don't know. It's like a lot of people say it. Evangelion like means it in a different way. Yeah, you know, it's it's like an "I love you" that comes from you know like yeah you know eh, yeah, I love you too, and then like just a, like staring into your eyes and like I love you. Like the world is ending, and it's like no. I feel it. Like when I even in this movie, which is this weird remix and a, a bit of a strange experience, I still love it. Don't get me wrong, but like when the world is ending and the music's playing and. And all the sound drops out except for Shinji's grunts and groans as he's straining to retrieve Ray. And then, like, you know, yeah, the, you get this godlike figure and Ritsuko saying, The world is ending. It, the, the weight that that carries, I don't know. It just, the, nobody does the spectacle of apocalyptic world ending like this franchise. It, it's cool because, like, you know, the ultimate creation of like the transcendent. Eva form is still Eva Unit 01, mm-hmm. Shinji, and Rei com- like combined. Yeah. Like, it's the same. Th- I mean, it's mm-hmm. ultimately the same mm-hmm. thing that happens in the movies. That's, we sort show, of. It's, it's almost surprising when you realize, like, oh shit, we're there. We're there. Yeah. It, like, like yeah. because. because Even you, the giant Rayan body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as soon angel. as that shows up, you're like, oh shit, that's a, that's a thing. And then it's like, yeah, by the end of it, when he is reaching it, and you're like, oh, this is, and they say, yeah, this is the continuation of you know, second impact or whatever. And you're like, oh, that is what it is. We just saw it from a completely different perspective this time. It is int- or it I mean, just happened much faster. It's also interesting though. And, and this just speaks to Anno being in a different place of like, look, the, the original Evangelion is a, is a young man's story, mm-hmm. right? Where it's very cynical and it's very dark and it's all the, all these ingredients, but it, it, you know, it amounts to like, look, it's, it's all the tone is upsetting and this, a lot of the same play, players and pieces on the board, but repositioned to where it's it's a rescue and it's it's not cynical. It's this kind of naive like or or, or desire for for hope of I'm going you are you gonna give Ayanami back to me and I'm gonna strain to get back what I want. And Misato saying, "Don't do it for anyone else. Do get the thing that you want to do." Like what a different and hopeful message as opposed yeah. to. 
this very, you know, dark and nihilistic well, worldview. Even, and even... I think it's just an older man who is married and happy and eats and <laughs> yeah. drives a car and uh, goes out into nature and, and smells the earth. It's just another thing he, he attributed yeah, to his wife. On that. The idea of like, you know, going out into the country and the smell of the soil was something that he had not experienced in a long time and then didn't like, oh, I want to bring that into the movie. So all of these things of an older man looking back with kind of a serenity as opposed to a, a younger man who is... I mean, even the characterization of Shinji the, is slightly yeah. different. I mean, we all kind of mm-hmm. got a, a chuckle over the like, I don't ever want to laugh ever again. Or, <laughs> I'll I'm never a- laugh with anyone ever again. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, it's like, it's cute because I, I do think that like things that are funny... Like, like sometimes it's funny to hear like emotional teenagers talk because like we're as adults, we're so distanced from it. Other times we hear, you know, like emotional teenager stuff and it just like zaps you right back into it. And this was the difference between like when I'm watching the show, it tends to pull me in mm-hmm. to Shinji's experience. And this was a little bit more of that distance thing where it's like, yeah, it can be funny. I still recognize the emotions and I'm still there with him, like in a real like, but it's, it's, it's more like sympathy than empathy in that kind of sense. Mm. Like in this movie has, it, I, I agree with you that I think there is a bit of a reserve or, or, or a distance that remove that makes it uh, less observational. raw. It's less yeah. raw. I agree. Um, and that, that's, that also lends a little bit. To, and there's a lot of factors there, but the Hollywood, version of it is just like look it's a little less raw uh so we're still talking about these things but we're not kind of rubbing your face but the angel fights are fucking crazy so it balances out it's like where where, where he's dialing back in terms of like the rawness of the emotion he's adding in terms of the rawness of the physicality i think and it's really it's cool to see some of the you know Mm -hmm. interesting enhancements in that uh the colors and the blood sprays and the just the the sheer spectacle and that this is now this is now 10 years old yeah this is a decade old and it's when you watch this stuff the spectacle on display is still like the the idea that every year there's like you know best animated film oscars in in none of these movies like are ever it'll never be a thing it's like as far as just the pure display of skill and like like artistry attention to detail the the weight of the and the speed what a sense of speed you get when those evangelians are just hauling mm-hmm. ass and and what a unique thing in mecha anime even uh-huh. in animation of the the robots how they move and, and you know like ain't no robots can jump like that like in any other <laughs> thing that you see you know and for all of del toro's you know like you know it's cool they they yeah there's weight and movement to the to the jaegers and that but like when you see them like fucking speeding up to run in this movie well it, it because there's contrast oh, because God, we see and because, because we scale. see how slow and robotic the process is in terms of like we talked about before all the detailed animation of the bolts locking and releasing and this thing firing yeah. the thing up the tunnel and thing and you see all the kind of clunky mechanical quality of it so so when it's imbuing this idea that like that there is a sort of like spiritual like a soul component that is activating the thing and mm. therefore it, be, it becomes more of like a less of a robot and more of an animal like more of a like you you really feel the transition of those things and i don't think anything else really does that that well you know unit one jumps through the air unbelievable and and it's flying and you can see it redistribute its weight to kind of correct the course of its fall (laughs) that might be one of my favorite moments when asado is like calling out to change its 
like trajectory. Yeah. And yeah. they like she knows the numbers of like the, the buildings, like, the buildings to launch up, oh like for him to leapfrog off of. Well, that's, that's the thing. this this movie particularly has just and the other one of the you know the quadrilogy or whatever as well, but this one more so has so much more of that technical detail, like seeing the way that like the building things raise up and in in unit one runs along and this yeah, sort of exactly. Like, it, it, it's it's so cool to see that stuff thought out because like we all joke about like how often in you know movie development it's just like oh some big thing is cool and happens <laughs> you know the chariot race blah 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 and it's like to see that level of detail of like tech and conceptual design and intention on the part of the characters like to see it all come together and how that works is just like a beautiful stunning thing and there's so little writing on the page about it it's all just visual Yes, you the know, visual storytelling. Like you get her say, "Oh, do this," and then it cuts to a bunch of you know wordless shots of these things happening. And you're like, "Oh, there was thought put into how that works." How much you don't need nope. any context for any of that, and nope. I think that's where a lot of Western you know genre stuff fails is a real misunderstanding of when we need information mm. and when we'll just we're gonna get it by watching it and we're going to see the context and you can yeah being confident enough to do that you don't have to explain beforehand you know misada's got to tell him and i know where the buildings and i'm if anything happens i'm going to make the buildings come up and you got to know that this is how that's going to work it's just no she can just call it out and we can see it and we get we're there we're with the characters and how much cooler is it for us to be surprised by yes. this new element of this city then and this and this organization that's the thing is the detail of this show as we've spoken on before is so incredible and in this movie as well, Ben pointed it out. He's like, that's how there's light down yeah. uh, under the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the geo front. Because and that's there's just, always it's, a question it's for like, us. We get a real transitional good shot. Yeah, that's in the very, pretty early on in the movie, <laughs> yeah. you see these panels that are dark, like flip. It's a great to, sequence. To reflect the light, to like mm-hmm. create an artificial sunrise in, in the dome. And yeah, it's just like a lovely little montage of like life in the city. Yeah, and look, and, it's beautiful. If you, if, yeah. you, if you got up to get a drink at that point, you missed it and it's fine. If you watch through it, you're like, oh, that's so cool that they thought about that and they yeah. bothered to put it in. It doesn't, you know, it's not affecting the plot or anything, but it's just I, I as a viewer love to feel like somebody gave a shit. That's the heart and you soul know? of, yes. I mean, it, this is Studio Cara and not Gynox, yeah. but it is the Gynox guys. Like that's... The, the, you know the ideology that they carry wings of pony amise and like mm-hmm, all their old yeah. stuff it was it was just from like like these are just hardcore nerds that yeah. like th- think about all this stuff this is what they spent all their time doing and so when you get that you know made by nerds for nerds animation that's, well, that see, is what you get. But that's like, fucking great as long as as long as everybody's energy is allocated to the right place. Because like when you're looking at this, it's like I mean I have no idea, you know, the specifics of how the you know, we talked before about how like how does animation production in Japan work specifically different from like mm-hmm. what we know as production or even animation production here. But like it's just like, yeah, if 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 you need to get, you know, the right nerds and say, look, make this fucking tech stuff look like it works. Like I don't care how you do it, like make it make sense you know animate it properly and then we're going to be happy it's like give give the the right attention to that while also giving the right attention to story and look mm-hmm. at what a masterpiece you get out of it in terms of like just pure effectiveness but i think that like people over put their you know they, they overemphasize their their energy in one area or the other and forget either you're caring about story but you're not caring about world building or mm-hmm. vice versa and one of them suffers and this seems like like however you want to you know assign responsibility but the team assembled here seems to cover all the areas 
and we're getting something that is thought out on so many different levels. Yeah. It's also incredibly confusing still. But like sure. But but it's like with visually though, it's like, yeah, the work was put in, you know, it seems like they spent the time and the money and it looks fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um do we want to attempt to walk through the story? I don't even know. I mean, I kind of like that this is an episode that's just like completely because it's like it's hard. It's getting hard to track. I feel like we're going to have to move forward and then track backwards because at this point, like when we were doing the show, we were like keeping a coy like, oh, I can't wait for episode <laughs> 24 till we can find it's like, guys, I don't know what the fuck. Because I mean, what we're going to see the fourth one theatrically, right? Soon? Maybe in the next couple months? They haven't announced a, a release in the U.S. yet. But yeah, I mean, that's a big thing we didn't talk about. I mean, that's why, we're, that's why we're rushing to do this before <laughs> you guys go out of town. Because we got to get these fucking things. So we got to go see. I mean, 3.0 the plus 1.0 is out. And in Presumably. fact, the, the, the cleaned up version, I believe, is out. You know, they, they usually did a... Like what we watched, what you can get on DVD is 2.22, oh, yes, not 2.0. Yes, 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 yes. I've never fully understood the numbering. Well, they yeah. released 2.1 and there were they cleaned up animation and they actually, with this one for 2.22, added some scenes. Mm. Like I don't think you see them meet Kaji at the airport or train station or whatever it is where you do in this movie. Ah. He's just at the aquarium with them. Interesting. And... You know, you kind of, if you know the show, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, Kaji. They know Kaji. They're friends with Kaji. But, like, well, you didn't see them meet. So they, like, added in that moment That's cool. for the later version. And so there are some extra Okay, so they've, they've already done the version and then but the new version. The, is that what I was going to ask you? Do you know if they've worked it? Because as far as, we're, as, far as I remember, time. it was supposed to come out last summer. And then pandemic fucked everything up. Yeah. And it pushed it for what's now basically a year. So... That was my question was, do you know if they've done work on that since then? It sounds like yes, if they've done the... Like, yeah, it did It did come out in the theater, and it did well. During pandemic? E- yes. Last um, year? Uh, I, th- I think early this year. I think it was okay, January. Okay, so, so there, there was nothing shown until this year. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think it was January of this year that it actually So we're all crossing our fingers for some kind of Fathom event or something that we can go yeah. to at a... And also not to be spoiled, because so, it's it's out there now, so, I mean... I, I'm a, you said the other day, you're like, it's incredible that we haven't been spoiled. He's it's no, true. Please nobody spoil us. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, if you look, I mean... I'll be okay, but it's, I'm gonna hold a grudge. I won't be. I mean, okay. the the we I think we I mean, must have spoken on this it. before, then. <laughs> but I mean, the closest analog to this for us was Twin Peaks, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that's and that's this will continue to come up. But like I was talking about it the other day with with a, a friend of ours, uh, our friend Jet Steiger, started watching the show, and I was trying to explain it to him in terms of like how to conceive of it. That like, yeah, but it's the closest thing that Twin Peaks was a show, two seasons. And then it ended, and uh, fans weren't totally satisfied, and they uh, made a movie <laughs> that kind of served as an ending and kind of served as an opening to a bunch of other crazy shit. And then a bunch of time passed, and they decided, oh, we're going to tell it again in different ways, kind of, but maybe it's a new thing, but maybe we're not really clear, and it's going to be fucking crazier and weirder than anything you've ever... And so, like, yeah, I remember that feeling of, like, as the last couple episodes of Twin Peaks, the return was... I was like, oh... I have no idea. Like, this is truly, like, we're, we're truly in new territory. And these are two of my favorite things. So to be in truly new territory with something that you've loved for, like, your entire adult life. I mean, I saw a Twin Peaks and Evangelion for the first time when I was, like, 15. And so to get to, like, I'm 37 now. And to be like, oh, there's a, the, 
the the ultimate, you know, new Evangelion thing that's going to potentially be it for like <laughs> the, a the, while. Well, the tagline on the poster is "Bye bye all of Evangelion." Yeah, I mean, I'm going like you're telling me I got this, I got this to look forward to. It's been fucking like over twenty years. It's also super long. Is it really? really? The last one, I, I think it's like one of the longest animated movies. Because these, because these are like there. these are like what, like a hundred minutes. This was close to two hours, actually. Yeah, it was like one hundred ten, maybe. Yeah, it's like it's like an hour fifty. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it were it might be worth at least sort of trying to uh, go through the story. I don't. I, don't I mean, know. in terms of like the big differences, I guess if we can. Yeah, I, the new one, three point plus one point thrice upon a time. Is two hours and thirty four minutes. Jesus fucking Christ! That's fucking epic. I mean, how long is the end of Evangelion? Like ninety minutes. Oh, right? yeah, Indie Evangelion is quite short. Yeah, yeah. I think it's under ninety. Yeah, so this is the equivalent of like, I don't it's know. like two. Yeah, it's I like mean, what like, two. like like seven episodes, eight episodes. That's big, baby. That's exciting. When it you is, think it about it, right? Because the episodes exciting. are yeah. like twenty two minutes. That's cool. So so three of those shits is in like just over an hour. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're well, talking about... Well, and then about... think of how many episodes they cram into this movie. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. If it's all yeah. new shit, it's like the, the amount of content compared to the... Because that was the thing when Twin Peaks, when the when new Twin Peaks came out, it was like, oh, it was 18 hours of content. And I was like, that's literally all of David Lynch's entire filmography added up <laughs> in one thing. And so when you're looking at Evangelion, you go, oh, it's the last Evangelion thing. But it's literally got the real estate of like eight episodes. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I have no idea what you can do in that time. Considering how yeah. economic <laughs> the, they the are last in fucking 22 eight episodes minutes. of the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Think about that. Like, how much they're going to do. I have no idea. No idea. Super. And if anyone pumped. out there does know because they've seen it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> do not tell us. We don't want to know. But we're dying <laughs> now to know. Now you're just encouraging somebody to tell <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So, uh, narratively, this is a lot of the same content. Of as the show, right? But it's all remixed, like we said. Yeah, um, that's why I say it's a, it's hard because it's we, like scenes that you expect are just like slightly different. It's hard to track it. But if you've got the big bullet points, please. I don't know. I mean, we meet we meet Mari, and then we catch up on on everybody, and we have to meet Asuka for the first time. That's true, right? So there's, there's two yeah. big angel attacks like right off the bat with new angels that are pretty crazy and and cg and wild and colorful and rainbows all over the goddamn place and yeah keeping up the idea of when the angels are destroyed their cores burst in seas of blood and rainbows appear uh which is super the seas of blood in this are quite impressive yes uh very tokusatsu special effects disaster movie flooding also just also just you know the shining i mean just the shots of the buildings in this like like after they kill the one and it's like flooding through the buildings you're like oh yeah this just looks like the 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 elevator doors and which is yeah but it's a whole fucking city you know we noticed that too that's the interesting thing about the aquarium scene which is which is pretty early on mm -hmm. i think we kind of meet everybody and and catch up and there's an angel attack and asuka just you know comes flying in she is the new recruit and, and displays her prowess behind the wheel of the Ava and everybody's impressed and meets her. And then pretty quickly we're at the aquarium on a field trip. Mm-hmm. So Asuka moves in. So it's all the same stuff happening at a more rapid pace um, with her moving in with, with them. Yeah. But, but the idea that the, the oceans are being kind of cleansed, they have this project to, to turn the oceans blue again. Yeah, it seems like they're sort of facility. like I don't know where they're getting the animals from, but they're sort of like isolating like like tanks of water that can be 
like un mm-hmm. you know bloodied or whatever and that somehow they've managed to raise like whales and dolphins they and preserved like, them somehow yeah the yeah because they, they, they sort of say that the other ones are dying in the blood-filled seas and i mean it's like i don't know i, I this this time and maybe it's just like pandemic shit but I, I found myself like going like what is the radiation damage of like shinji being around that like pink explosion <laughs> like what is the actual like toxic component of like angel blood that's the post-apocalyptic flooding, like, you know, stuff hit me much harder yeah it, it, like like the, the tactility of all of it of just going like yeah these things aren't just big disasters like all of these things have like environmental concerns and like this entire and just, world oh yeah these kids like, grew up in a world where yeah, yeah there's no oceans they've never like, seen fish he before. doesn't he, he's smelling the air and is like what does that smell it's like oh it's like the decaying life of the ocean and like that's it lets you know they were alive yeah. you know it's just like yep yeah, i could buy something like this happening like it's so much easier to slip into that mode of like oh yeah what I'm, if the world was totally different yeah uh because yeah. of some horrible <laughs> I mean, I, event that happened I, I find myself i found myself again going like thinking of the you know the covid19 virus or whatever as an angel like I, i've been thinking about it ever since the the beginning of it of mm. just like yeah this abstract hard to define life form that that is both singular and mass that's like i don't know i mean i sound like a crazy person whenever i say it but every time i watch these movies now it has a different feeling to me it really does yeah but uh, that that seems interesting, and then Ray comments on Ray identifies with the fish living in in the tank. That's a good like it, it. sort of feels like Ray has like real food for the first time when she drinks that miso soup. Yeah, <laughs> like reacts like. Well, she it's like she's got the cover story of the I don't eat meat, which as you pointed out, likely means I just eat pills that give me nutrients, <laughs> yeah. and that she consumes miso soup for the first time, which which I believe is like I've seen it in other Japanese movies as like a kind of like you know, um, uh, comfort food, you know, in a sure, way that, that, yeah. that it's usually used when characters give each other miso soup. It's usually used in movies as a kind of like domestic, Do like, you guys um, like miso soup? Affection. I love miso, miso soup. And soup honestly, I almost, I almost like, like went next door to my apartment to make some during because this. Because this miso soup looks looks pretty, so good. So good. <laughs> pretty good. It looks, so it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. And that's, that's totally like, I'll, I'll give him like, you know, you talk about like Anna's like greater interest in food in this, and I'm going like, yeah, well, maybe he finally watched like some Miyazaki movies, like like for <laughs> real, not just looking at the designs and goes like, yeah, because like, it's one of the things Miyazaki is great is like, like the food and all of those it's, things. It's like the burger bun in what's the movie? Oh, weathering with you. Weathering with yeah, you. Makoto Shinkai's food is also like very. Because the other thing she does is she like crushes the potato chips over the like ramen in that movie oh, or something, sure. and it's like, oh shit, I See, gotta try that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. That's like that's like when the mom, the, when the mom and uh, Ponyo puts all the spinach in the ramen and then covers yes. it so it wilts down. Like you see her like pack it, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like, these kind of. It's so funny how like animation sometimes highlights real tactile details better. Because when you see it in a yeah, stylized way, sure. it, 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 you're like, I can do that. You know, like I could pour beer into a small glass and sip it while I, you know, pick at some cucumbers or whatever. You just see these things in the movies and you're like, I want to do exactly that. Yeah. And it's it's very pleasing. It's very it's sad. Funny. I'm going to have miso soup after this episode. For I, sure I, I keep have thinking it. about Ray um, comparing her life to that of like a fish in a, in a you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. um, in a tube or whatever. And like, <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, we laugh at it. But it's not like things like that weren't said on the show. It's just, it seems like since everything's so condensed in this Mm -hmm. movie, if you're familiar with the characters, it allows for more things to be humorous. So when you see Shinji's reaction to Ray saying that, he's really kind of just like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) You you can just tell by his face and like his lack of a response. And it just yields, uh, I don't know, more room for comedy in a way. 
Yeah, her, her apartment is even shittier in this. Really like and, and now they've got like fucking bulldozers like knocking down the walls and stuff. Well, it's and, like, and, and you see her inside of it just sitting in silence, just sitting in her folding and then, chair. And it's like the horror movie moment where she goes to the sink and just like contemplates a knife, and then <laughs> yeah, it cuts yeah, out. Yeah. And it's like it's like yeah, in, in a horror movie, like that's like the next time you see her, she's like going to visit like a quote unquote well, friend and then kills. No, him because with a knife. the next like, the so next creepy scene and weird. is her showing up to school. Yeah. And yeah, you can't. And her fingers are all cut, and she's like, "What happened?" She's like, "I'll tell you. It's a secret. I'll tell you when I get better at it." I I I feel like I've made the reference to this on this podcast before, but it's so abstract that maybe I didn't. But like, I always remember the Roger Ebert. I believe it was Roger Ebert's review of Big Lebowski that Mm. complained that we never found out what happened at the bowling tournament. And then Uh years later, Roger Ebert, I believe, like went back and said, like, you know what? I rewatched it. It's actually pretty cool. Like, I I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm sorry. I watched this and I'm like. I really wanted to see the dinner that Ray was making. Oh, like, but it's so the... tra- it's so tragic when, oh, when, when it does a pot boiling over and then the people show up and she's and you're like, but what was it going to be? What was she going to make? Like, was it going to be? Because in my mind, the, well, Shin- the... I mean, Shinji's question is like, well, I, I wonder if Ayanami can cook. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's Which like, is the... really funny. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the, I, I've seen the anime trope. Like, like in my mind, like I jumped to Haru Suzumiya. Oh, like sure. when you have the like, was it, is it the the android girl that's basically mm-hmm. Ray yeah. in that show? And in, in that case, him. anytime she tries to do something, she's just amazing at it because she's an android. So there's the whole episode where like they make a band. And right. She's a guitar solo. I suspect Ray would not be good. at See, cooking. that's the thing. It's like it's like my mind goes like, oh, maybe Ray is gonna like make like the most beautiful gourmet meal, or maybe it's gonna literally look like, you know, just like no, poorly why, cooked rice. No, and, she's like, looking at a knife. In the bathroom, wondering like, <laughs> what is this for? She like, cuts yeah. the shit out of her fingers, dude. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, she was trying to cut a tomato. It's funny She's that like, Shinji oh, again. It's, it's funny that it Shinji's work. good at cooking because, uh, you know, in the show, he's only good at one thing. At least he thinks, which is yeah. like piloting an Eva. He also playing cello. Stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. and playing cello. That's true. But he like he like tidies up and is proud of himself a few times, right? There's like okay, a couple things where like he's kind of right. like. I but he's not. He's not a chef. He's no. just given all those chores because he loses at paper rock scissors. <laughs> but so I do. Funny. I buy him as being actually good at. Cooking. I think so too, and it's kind of cute to see him like recognize that he's good. Yep. And so like even to the point of being like comparing himself to Ray, like you know, I wonder if she's. I wonder if she's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it, it's so funny the cooking I'm, I'm so glad there's an answer for the cooking thing because that's yeah. a, there's so many cute moments like when 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 um oscar's cooking and she's like i wonder if idiot shinji will think this is too strong or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah. like and then Masada comes and like oh are you cooking for shinji too and she's like freaks out and it's like it's so cute because it is like a cute thing it for these characters to be trying to all cook for each so, other yeah, I like d- it. yeah cute's the everybody's more cute everybody's more I mean, and again because it's it's partly time but these characters are more welcoming yep. to the audience. Like the, the big first part of this movie is like super fun. Like yes. it's just it's a comedy of just you know it, like even city life seems fun. Like everybody's uh-huh. walking to work and you know the the original series is a lot more like look it's fucking hot all the time and the cicadas won't shut up and it just like seems really you know there's no children being born and everything seems kind of like yeah we're just marching until the world ends because it's it's ended already and we we're just kind of still here and this one feels more like no there's everything's kind of evened out and we can still have the these low stakes things like a dinner party where i want the, there the is father like and son some to get optimism together. Yeah. No, like, they even yeah. say they even say like there's a part where what is it is it is it a masada who says like 
you know, we're like when they're testing the the unit four or whatever, whatever, and she's mm-hmm. just like, oh, we're preparing for like a time of peace. Yes, like, exactly. After the yeah. angels, and it's it's that that sentiment I don't believe is ever really uttered in the show. <laughs> yeah. the, the idea, <laughs> any sort of hope for after the angels. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like it's like the, 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 when you realize when you watch the show enough that like they're all just expecting that this is going to basically, you know, at the very least they can like eke out some sort of minimal version of survival. The idea that there's an actual world to be saved and that they can like rebuild in a new way is never really discussed. And I don't really know how accurate that is, but it is interesting to have its inclusion here because it's part of the overall like different vibe. Even just that they're, that they are, you know, that there are, there's blue ocean, you know, that that it it almost feels like there's work being done to undo it. Which all this does seem like it's like it's it's Anno as a as a as a more of an adult going like, well, if 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 there's really no hope, then this is like too much to bear. Like you got to kind of at least present, which I think is is probably more realistic. I do think we could just put our funds in more like cleaning the oceans and less in these just like giant robots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which brings up an interesting point because like this movie finds nerve in. Tokyo three like like financially handicapped to the point mm-hmm. of where like mm. they can't repair unit yeah. the, their their units like they think two two units are in need of repair at one point in this movie they, and I don't know it's it, it just seems to be kind of part of the narrative where mm-hmm. they're, yeah yeah they're, they're not burdened. they're not they're, they're, yeah this this is sort of framing it differently where where the, the, there is more of the kind of Shin Godzilla political kind yeah, of yeah I started to pick up on that because like. I mean, we've talked about Shin Godzilla. We're going to do it at some point on here. We have to because it's just increasingly relevant and wonderful. But you can start to see more of that in here of the kind of like, you know, just the sort of like bureaucratic nonsense and stuff that is sort of it's it's lighter. It's always been there. Yeah, it's more funny and more detailed in Shin Godzilla. But I think it's like you're seeing him play with these different elements of the thing in a, in a well, this way. It's an interesting thing that they talk about. They don't make a big deal out of it, but the, this idea of the Vatican Treaty. The Vatican yeah. Treaty. Which is There's a lot of that lingo that's no, thrown Well, the, the Vatican Treaty is no country can be in control of more than three Evangelians. Right. So it's sort of like like a nuclear weapons kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, of like yeah. this is the armistice, or like this is the deal of like yeah, you know, and nobody can nobody's allowed to have that many mm-hmm. Avas. Like you're gonna whatever, yeah. yeah, we gotta make sure that. We spread the wealth. But then, of course, what happens in here is, as it does in the show, but it, it kind of hits a little bit harder, is Ava 01, or 04, they try to activate 04, and the base disappears. And then America is like, here, Japan, take Unit 3, because <laughs> we mm-hmm. don't want that. You can do the activation test. Yeah. Because uh, we don't want that to happen to us, which is a very, a very American thing to do. Is, <laughs> you know, well we, well, we want this thing, and like, oh, wait, this is a liability? Make someone else do this. Ship this away. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's yeah. Um, there's so much. So I mean, we first... we have it on. We're just watching the faces of like Unit One. Just yeah. Yeah, there, there's God. How many angel attacks are there in this? There's the there's the first one Four. with with uh, Mari. Mm-hmm. Then there's Oscar's arrival. Uh huh. Then there's they all catch the hawk wheel, which just uh-huh. I, I can't say enough about that scene it's and how the teamwork fun. when they stab it with like three knives. Fantastic. Uh, and then there's the unit three one, Bardiol, the the infection, um, and then Zeruel at the end, right? 
Yeah. There's quite a lot of mm-hmm. angel it is. battles. And a lot of them are very new and different, except for the Ava Unit 3 one, which seems to almost be using a lot of the same shot composition and mm-hmm. animation. It does, but it's, it still hits differently, like I said, because of the character swap up and everything. Like, it's very upsetting in, in, in its... I think the dummy plug system makes a little bit more sense in this movie than it did. We talked about this in the show. Yeah, it's a good design. That it's that it, that it was always a sort of slightly confusing thing that like the way it was depicted before was just like almost just like it's a like clone ray bodies just in entry plugs. But but it never accounted for how you could switch over mm-hmm. between pilot and dummy plug if you that's see what it, it was. Happen here. And I, I almost wonder if that's just like one of those like animation fuck ups or just like like something that they didn't work out and they just kind of hope. And this makes it make more sense where you see the dummy plug turn on and kind of like Very take ominously. over from him. Yeah. And that, and, and it, it, I don't know what it means exactly in terms of comparison because it's very clean to say, oh, they're just Ray clones inside entry plug. I don't really know it's the mm-hmm. soul or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the instincts of something sort of, you know, put into like a form that can be an I don't autopilot. really understand don't why Gendo didn't like turn the, like, why does Shinji have control of it again to be attacking I don't know either. Nerve HQ? They kind of just. They, it, like I don't know when if the idea is after the berserk thing that somehow yeah. it, like and how did he stop it from he kind of makes reference to like I have control of the something something but it, it sort of feels like yeah couldn't they just turn the dummy plug back on <laughs> yeah I don't yeah they 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 really do just sort of uh, breeze past that that's fine yeah it's I mean it's okay because ultimately like you sort of get what I mean the whole thing is just it's the same as in the show it's where Gendo's trying to like awaken you know one right like like mm-hmm. in terms of like like shinji's like begging him not to do the thing and it's like he's coldly refusing because he's got another motivation yes and we see that and they want to wake weird. up they want to wake up you know one him and futsuki are and and you get the sense that they don't want it to be one of the new models yes yeah. zayla's like you know we got all these other things going on but gendo and futsuki are wanting to make sure that it's yui Mm-hmm. Yui's soul. In yeah, they unit push one. that. They push all that the Yui stuff really hard in this, including in that dinner scene that we referred earlier, where it like does a kind of Lost Highway like overlay thing <laughs> of like he's talking to Ray and it overlays Yui's face and he's like in Take he imagines her saying some shit to him and it's like yeah, so 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 that's all front and center in terms of like his motivation is tied to the, you know the glorification or or you know or whatever the exalt- I want, exaltation. I want one. my wife to be. The one that yeah, Gen- is Gendo's a real one. my wife guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do my wife. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes to all of this. They get a lot of good. There's a lot of good. Um, the Maya and the other ones, like like like, it's not like detailed scenes, but you're getting a lot of good tech. Uh, yeah, I like you see Maya like walking on the way to work. Mm-hmm. In in that montage, she's in it more than anybody, I guess. There's a really yeah, that really great montage that ends with Asuka kicking that other student that like, tries oh, to it's talk amazing. to her. It's a, it's it's a, a great lot of good transition cuts I, and stuff. I There's think a lot I of like good Asuka. rhythmic beats in this. I'm a, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, this movie makes me like Asuka a lot. Mm-hmm. It, because I'm protective of her screen time, um, but also this this slight variation of her just being this sort of, like I don't know, like isolationist curmudgeon well she's less damaged in in less she's aggressive less in her damage in this so like a lot of the parts of asuka that make you kind of frustrated with her if you sympathize with shinji you know as an audience member mm-hmm. and a lot of that stuff is sort of sanded off into here and like you said like she's more of like yeah she's confident and everything but we're not like 
saturated with her attitude so much that she's like anything but sympathetic at any point. Right. I think I think she's she's much more lovable. And that's and sanding ways. off the I think everybody has their edges sanded off, which which sounds like it could be a bad thing, but because we spent so much time with these characters, it's kind of nice to be able to just enjoy a picnic with them or a trip to the Yeah, that's a good way aquarium. of it for sure. Uh or to you, you know, it's it's not exactly the the alternate reality from the last couple of episodes, but it's it's a lot more of that reality than well. That's the I think there's show. a tradition of that stuff. Like when things go from series to movie, or like a different. It's like there's there's a it's some when it works. There's a different quality to the experience. Like like I, I think of like when um, Firefly, like the the Serenity mm-hmm. movie, like that had a different feeling, but it still yeah. felt true to the characters. But you felt like you were getting a different sort of exposure to them in a way that like I, I it you know plenty of times it doesn't work when you try to like cross you know like extend these things beyond the bounds of the medium that you met them in but i think that like when it works it's mm-hmm. it's cool because you already like the characters so you enjoy seeing different sides of them oh, should we talk about the s dat there's a, two things i want to say about the s dat first uh, of all that it survives like whatever dematerialization thing well that... there's that <laughs> i was just thinking about the fact that mari bumps into him and it finally goes beyond track 26 and onto track 27 yeah whatever that means well, doesn't, uh, doesn't even Shinji say, like, that's weird or something? <laughs> he might. I mean, it's certainly the point at the movie, you know, again, Mari is the X Factor, the thing that kind of shouldn't be in the story. Yeah. That, you know, See, she's not quite I'm, an agent of chaos. I'm still waiting for her to be some other kind of cower thing that's, like, weird, like... I'm dying I think it's for just something. I think it's just we wanted to get a new character in there as a challenge and as a marketing thing and then we just kind of didn't know what to do with it. But and but imagine imagine though Luke, imagine that you are sitting if on the more of the changes of were the fourth and final movie and you've gotten yourself into this pickle <laughs> with this goddamn character. Like what are you going to do to to justify like you know, you're not going to just like Kick it to the wayside. You got three and a half hours worth well, of movie. Well, but it's just like all the changes. I mean, I don't know what I. I don't know what they could do, but some they got to. There's got to be a way they could do something to make it. I don't know. Maybe all not. of the changes uh, don't really go back tomorrow. It's, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's like the Dark Tower movie where they're like, I, I don't want to spoil <laughs> Dark Tower. But like the idea of like, well, there's a reason why the movie is actually the same continuity as the books. But if you think about it for like two seconds, they're like, yeah, that doesn't work because none of these changes actually resonate with what we're talking about so it's like if 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 you could trace everything that's different in this yeah. in this run through back to mari being there and like the fact yeah, that she if it was, was there like dawn from buffy season did five lead to all these yeah. changes like oh no you're not supposed to be here butterfly effect style now mm-hmm. this relationship doesn't happen and, oh now toji doesn't get picked because she's here to get picked instead and that throws off toji and now he's doing something different and he survives when he shouldn't have then that okay, but that's not what's going on. Everything's different, and then she just got a parachute. But I still, I'm yeah, I'm just still wondering. I mean, I mean look, she's not me, to blame look, I mean, for the differences. I, I think very soon, uh, you know, we're gonna have clarity on this, and it'll be funny to go back. But I just, I'm there's a part of me that's still hoping for, because yeah, just 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 anything. I mean, just anything in terms of like what, like like why is that character here? Is it truly just that, or did they find some reason? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm okay with that. I'm okay with if they if they put her in there as a perfunctory thing and then struggled and then found a yeah, way. Yeah, I make don't her mind that she needs to be new. a master plan. Yeah, I, I, just, I just want her to be earned a little bit more. Yes. But it, it's just it's particularly distracting here. Well, if it's... you're lucky, there's going to be three hours of Mari and twenty minutes of Shinji and all the rest of the gang. So they're going to spend a lot of time. Yeah, we're going to go see I... this in the AMC Fathom Events thing. Luke's going to be tears streaming. I... Mari's my favorite character, <laughs> my favorite character ever. My favorite hey, fictional character of all time. <laughs> 
it'll be great if that happens. I just couldn't help when she parachuted in and knocked over Shinji. <laughs> I was just like, it's 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 so symbolic. It's remarkably similar to the meeting of Jar Jar Binks in like episode <laughs> one. Like it is just like they're just running from some robots and like run into this thing and it's like, oh goodness, like what are you? And then like kind of just stands around the rest of the time and nobody reacts to them. Like no, that's the problem with Jar Jar is not that he's like goofy. It's that nobody really even pays attention to no, him. No, they almost it's, it's part of it's the technology. The, the I think characters the thing, like, largely ignore just him. Ignore him, yeah. So yeah. if he had like earned his presence there, fine, by all means, be as slapstick and wacky and as as you like, you know. And that's the same thing with Mari. Is like I don't mind that you're here, but if you're not really doing anything bring anything to the table then like you know yeah look Mario, if you want to be in this deal? show i need some sexual tension with shinji i need you well know, i mean that that is kind of the point i think I that's a huge part drinking, of it you is, know is is she's you talk about asuka being less damaged but like mari's not damaged at all no like she's a cypher she's completely i mean they said she seems like a 25 year old pretending to be a teenager and i, I, I kind of no get it this is. time around because she is able to give the speech of oh like you're all <laughs> she kind of is able to comment in a meta way on the thing of like, oh, you guys are all like fucked up because you pilot the Avis? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that big a deal, everybody. No, that was pretty good. And I that's actually like, like that. kind of inspires Shinji. So that's the moment when it kind of like, okay, if you could embrace and really utilize the fact that she's not damaged. But I think part of why I have trouble connecting with her is because in the show, we do spend so much time relating to the emotional trauma that these characters have gone through. That's why we love them. That's why we relate to them is because of their pain. And she comes in and doesn't have any pain. And it's like, well, I don't trust you. I don't like, it's like when you have a friend that won't open up mm-hmm. and your closest friendships are with the people that you go on that late night drive with, or you, you spend some time talking and you get deep and you share your fears. And then Mari's the friend that's just like, nah, everything's cool for me. Nah, I got nothing. I'm not contributing to this conversation. Nah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. My life yeah. is perfect. It's like, well, okay, that's then I can't connect with you. That might be nice that your life is perfect. I guess I'm happy for you, but we're never really going to go beyond a surface level how you doing relationship you know because we can't we got no damage we got no scars to show each other i mean look if they don't if they don't cover it in the fourth movie then i guess i got some a lot of mari fan fiction to write you know just and just, to, just, to, just kind of, every week i'm gonna write new mari fan fiction and, but and slide it under luke's you're door right, she is kind of the only human character that's that, got her shit together well that, that, and that likes seemingly it. has yeah. no problem like yeah. at all like that's what i'm saying which she makes seems, her uninteresting something else going on which makes though. her dramatically which, inert she, that, that it, well it's either it, it's it either she's dramatically to, inert or she has something else going it on it equates her more to kauru kind of like yeah. in terms and that's, of her personality. that's what's funny about it is that like kauru was this character that like but his perfection used way late yeah and it's like it would have been better if they'd seeded him in so then in these movies they kind of tried to seed him in and then they just threw themselves another curveball seemingly intentionally from what you're saying on the honest stuff and it's like okay so now you you're going to try to manage the thing that you could have threaded in nicely before and then you're going to do the right you're also got a new new curveball that you don't really know how to thread at all in any way and we're just waiting to Correct. see you know i don't know i mean yeah. kevin are you hopeful do you think they're going to redeem mari yeah i do actually <laughs> I, I do i like i mean it's so funny because i've been hearing about mari um <laughs> from from luke for the past like two years now um and just leaving phone messages. Yeah, he's yeah. just, just ranting <laughs> yeah. and ranting anonymous in the VHS of the night. tapes that he leaves in Kevin's mailbox. I mean, because like, to be fair, she Why never really made an impression Mari? on me 
the first time I saw this or since seeing the third one. Look, apologies well. to the Mari fans out there, by the or way. If there no are Mari shit. fans, please tell us. Yeah, I, I would, would like to know. know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, but, what's the what's the deal? But, if you love her, you could, like, tell us why. Sorry, so continue. Yes. Continue. Oh, no. I mean, I have, I, I, you know, per the past decade, you know, <laughs> I've, 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 <laughs> I have had nothing but growing love and and faith in this in this uh, series. So you know, uh-huh. I do think that the inclusion of this character, like I kind of said earlier, you know, like if what I'm gathering from the recontextualizing of scenes, if they started with just, I mean, because that's the, that's the thing with the sh- the series, they started with a bunch of ideas. They were kind of trying to figure it out. It ultimately right. transformed that's, itself that's, into yes, this yes. work of brilliant art. That's what. That's why I ask. Yeah. So I can't help but think that they're going to do the same by this character. Yeah, that's. It just seems like it's like it's like we're so we're so used to not knowing what to expect that there's just like a part of me that's just like I don't know. What if it's just like the greatest thing we've ever fucking seen? And look, if it's not, I'm not going to be disappointed. But there is still a part of me that's going like that could happen. You know, it could truly be surprising in ways that we don't. Yeah, even I mean imagine. that's kind of I, indicative I really of no the idea. whole series. Like I am often frustrated by the fact that the first movie hews so closely to the show mm-hmm. because it's like, well, I don't. I watch the show repeatedly. I would like to be able to watch the movies repeatedly and not have to listen to this. You know, these tracks over again. I want to get to the new stuff. So it's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if the movies were all new? Yeah. Or all at least as new as this one. But it's just not the way it is, and it's not even Galleon if it's not a little bit messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, well, we started yeah, exactly. out trying to just retell the show, but we ended up doing this. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, yeah and that's 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 <laughs> why I go. asked about like the, the whole idea of them of them finishing the movie, then the pandemic hitting. And like you can just picture like Anno's in his office and like, you know, somebody comes in and they're just, you know, like apologizing to him that like you know we've heard we're back like the movie's not going to be released for another year and they just like leave him i'll leave you alone sir and he just sits in his office and he's like hmm and you're like i mean if 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 i know that guy like there's a part of me that thinks like well i don't know like what if he just completely did a bunch of other crazy shit like as soon as you give him an extra year and a cycle i mean the pen like i would love to just read Otto's journals from being in lockdown because like if anybody's gonna have a thoughtful way to like look at this whole fucking thing is this guy so that's i'm just dying to know like i mean it's probably nothing it's well, probably just some extra scenes they animated better but yeah. it's like i would it's 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 very fascinating well, the, for me the, to know the that fascinating that stuff is i mean we should like almost I, I need to look into it more and like save it for when we do the 3.0 yeah episode but like it was bad for him like he that Kara almost went bankrupt during three during three the production of three i mean and that's why he he left to do shin godzilla yes and yeah i forgot that as part of the timeline that was the break in between the two movies because he was he was suicidal again like he was contemplating suicide and like the like they spent all this money and like yeah he just couldn't get it and that's also why he ended up doing the uh, acting work in The Wind Rises for oh yeah um, Miyazaki it was because Miyazaki and his wa- and Ano's wife uh, Moyoko like sort of helped him get out of it. But he was under- that's cute. He I put himself back into this situation. Like I gotta go back into Evangelion, and then like it almost destroyed him again. So I don't. I, yeah, it's very curious what what came yeah, out like of that. How, yeah, how for. You, yeah, because it's so funny. I remember when The Wind Rising thing like like was announced. And it's like, yeah, there's a part of you that's sort of like, oh, maybe this is like him reconnecting with his roots, kind of getting his groove back, like going back to the, you know, probably the sort of, you know, his own kind of father figure in a weird kind of way, you know, and like. Yeah. I it it was daddy being like, I'm just is... checking on, can you, let's step, 
step away from the edge there, buddy. And gun. It's just funny because like if you see some voice videos work. of Miyazaki talking, the idea that Miyazaki's like, mm-hmm. I, I will help this man. Like I have compassion on his, you know, like his his suffering. Like I will, and it's like, but at the same time, like I said, I really do kind of think of. I mean, it's really easy to go like. I mean, I'm I'm projecting like massively here, but like if you picture Miyazaki as Gendo, and you oh, just sure. you know what I'm saying because sure. we don't know a ton about like Anno's actual Otto family. Otto just wanted to get that praise. He's just no, working as like, an animator I mean, how for old him. Was Anno when he was working on fucking uh, on on Nausicaa or whatever Yuki the first Yatana, one he was on? Yuki. He was like fucking 22 or something, right? I mean, he was young. Yeah. So it's like the idea that he was this hotshot animator that like literally was brought in in the like the 11th hour because Miyazaki bit off more than he could chew. And he's like, I need some fresh talent to come in and like boost up my skills. So he's got this guy comes in, you know, blows his mind. That guy goes on to direct some stuff for his company. Right. Because like like um, Nadia, right, was like partly his project that got handed off. Mm -hmm. And then it's like Anno goes on and becomes his own thing. And like the father figure, that disapproving master that's going to say like, yeah, good job, not good enough. Like it's so easy to picture Miyazaki like looking Mm -hmm. at even me like, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. He's got a beard and glasses. There's probably something (laughs) to the idea that like if it truly was Anno's wife like conspiring with his former mentor to be like, let's pull him out of this thing that's like, Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, come, come. Work. You're the yeah. only person that can voice I mean, this character. God. I need you. You know, like it's really easy to see how that's like a you know a kind of an interesting sweet reversal and makes me love Miyazaki even more. Yeah, in his grumpy uh, Gendo style uh, sure. attitude about the world. Well, we've gone on for a while. I mean, should we sort of try and move on to closing thoughts? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's there's it's just so much here. It's it's a great movie. It's a it's 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 beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, lovingly done. Very there's funny. Some frustrating things about it, but yeah, it is it is funny. It's yeah, it's. It's it's weird to see Evangelion that's fun, and and full of spectacle. Um, yeah, this is this is the most I think like like of that like in yes. the way like the, it's the most like sort of like yeah this is like almost like a big fun Hollywood movie yes almost and then we're about to get into like God knows what to even describe what the third one is I'm very excited to see it with you guys and yeah. then very excited to how are the fuck we're gonna watch the fourth one but. Mm, yeah so but it's it's interesting that it is it is largely the same narrative groundwork until the very end when they do sort of shift and jump jump way forward do, do, we're not talking about beast mode at all i mean <laughs> is, I, that, I, is that worth talking I, about I, is it beast though because okay yeah well let's talk about beast mode because yeah so we see this is the whole thing when unit two shows up in the climactic battle and everyone's like what the fuck is that like because we already know oscar's like in the hospital or god knows what or dead i mean we they don't really say and then suddenly we find out that Mari is in Unit Two, which is like you know I can hear Luke's like you know grumbling like <laughs> well, like that they have this like big sequence where like Ray's like get back pilot of Unit Two oh it's she so doesn't funny. even fucking know who's in there no it, it's hilarious and but like it, everybody's in the in the HQ like talking about like oh I can't believe she's doing that and it's like well nobody's like who is who's in there who is this I mean, maybe they all know her and they all open up her. a we channel hello she who be are best you friends she's <laughs> this auto's best friend for all we know but no she's in there and she and she activates beast mode yes yeah, which does. is like funny anyways right because that's like you know it's like a it's a joke it's like an expression you know which probably i don't know was i don't know if it was a, like a pop culture expression at this time or not but so she but so it's basically like 
you see unit two kind of like restructure its like physique to be quadrupedal instead of bipedal. <laughs> and is then it, and then she's running on all fours and kind of like using her teeth and her hands. Is it just a reimagining of Berserk mode? It, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a control it's a controlled berserk mode. It seems like she be. she it's like and this is where it seems like she's like from another dimension or she's from the future or something, because she activates it using voice commands that nobody seems to know exist. And so like it, <laughs> and it's of, just to say the beast in English. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, like, it's like, it's. I mean, she has a conspicuous quality. Like, like, if I'm gonna be sympathetic to your feelings about her, I, I, I can overlay them onto my feelings about the fucking stormtrooper from was it from Force Awakens, mm-hmm. the stormtrooper that fights against the lightsaber with that that like, you the know, traitor guy. Yeah. Yeah, Traitor. whatever that. What was the? But what was that? What was the weapon? What did we call it? It was like it's like some sort of tonfa thing. But, but it's like it's like it's like oh okay. So you've just introduced a character who has a weapon that can fight a lightsaber for the first time in the franchise. This character has no name, no identity, no anything. They just say one line and yeah, fight I mean, somebody. And the get, the get, first time in the cinematic franchise, but okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but to watching it, you're like, this was just to sell a toy, right? Like, I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, what the fuck is that character? And then talking to you, Luke, I think, and you were like, yeah, it feels like they're selling a new toy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a thing to some of these. To some degree, Mari in Beast Mode both feel like they're selling a new toy. I mean, there's a part of you that's like you said, Kevin, it's like, oh, this is just a like a reimagining of Berserk Mode. It's like, yeah, but this one does this. So if you're selling both toys, you've got Berserk Mode Unit 1 but, that you can sell and Beast, Beast Mode, Mode Unit 2 you can sell. kind of awesome. Beast Mode fucking is cool. That's, well, and it also that's seems... Why, that's why I get so mad is because it's like, I want Asuka to be doing it. But what is... But the thing that I don't understand about <sighs> it is Mahari that she... got the backdoor code <sighs> to get in. But she says when she does it where she's like, this is going to change you, it's going to change me too or something. And you see hmm. the way her... Or some, there's some line like that and or like I can put up with it if you can put up with it or something. Yeah. And you yeah. see like the way they animate her, her, her eyes start turn to green. become more like animalistic and stuff. And so it's like yeah, in terms of the kind of synchronicity between the Evangelion and the human pilot. Yeah. As we've seen that in the show, in terms of them kind of having like when they're hurt, they're hurt. You know, like the Evangelion's arms mm-hmm. hit. Shinji feels it. So in his we're arm. building the werewolves. We're just getting to. I the mean, that's Asuka what I'm saying. It kind werewolf. of seems like that whole fucking werewolf thing. It's like, is that not like at least. Maybe kind of. I mean, you have you you've read know. that stuff? There's no connectivity to I that. I don't think so. I do think there was a missed opportunity in this moment that we just watched when Shinji like ejects the. Uh... Oh, they should have shown a close up of its like back rubbing up against the yeah, things like they did in the show, right? Exactly. Their, yeah, you do yeah. see the face. Uh, yeah, when he takes Zero L out of the uh, the elevator and you know, Masato, yeah. and they launch out yeah, of the God, how, how HQ. Oh, I love that. I love that bit. <laughs> it just, I just love, I love seeing Shinji. Be not only like good at the thing, but excelling in like observations of his surroundings and how mm-hmm. to use beyond just his own energy. Mm-hmm. Because he's such an isolated, like kind of meek guy. The idea of him commanding that, like Masato, do this because I thought yeah. of this thing doing this, and he's got like multiple things he's thinking about. Oh yeah, the shot of the blood, presumably bursting, like pouring out of his. Uh, yeah, throat. instead of just the yeah, it's very. There's a shot that's very evocative of the. The first battle with Ava Unit One when it gets speared with Sachil's thing, and it the it's a the it's like a black and white profile yeah. with the blood sprays out of the head, and you see really like Frank blood. Miller frame, yeah, spraying out of Shinji's mouth in here. Very horrific, pretty lovely. Um, God, the whole like all the like the glowing parts of Unit One at the end. I love really all great. the halos. The addition of the halos to Definitely. to denote like power. So when Ava Zero One wakes up and it gets a halo. 
I, I'm just a sucker for any of well, the Judeo-Christian also the AT imagery. field animation in this movie as a whole is fucking stunning. Yeah. Like, all the weird layers and the layering. And that's all the shit that you get with 3D that, like, again, they're using it so well. Yeah, this they fucking, use it like, really weird, well. like, polygon thing that, that Unit 1 shoots out of its fist when it regrows the arm. That's really crazy. Instead of just grabbing the thing and forming a new arm, it, like, grows it and shoots out some weird AT field, like, mm-hmm. 3D... I don't even know. Yeah. What do you guys think of the song during the Ava Unit 3 scene? The massacre, like, eating Ava Unit 3 scene? Wait, that's the that's the one that's... It's got, like, the kids singing about, like, being friends. Yeah, that's... So, so because so, there's two songs that are kind of similar. There's the Wings one, which is... This is towards towards the end, the Give Me Wings song, and there's the one with the kids, and they both feel very Evangelion, and I don't really know if mm-hmm. either, I mean, I know that one of them was not original. I don't know what that one, but I, I, I like both of them quite a bit. I like the use of music in this movie as a whole, although I, I, I you know, obviously, like, uh, come, whatever, the, the one from Evangelion, Toad. Evangelion is still the best, like, Song, song. Yes. I think used in the oh in the. God, yes, I got the vinyl the other day. I, I, I oh yeah. To think of that and like listening to that shit like pumped up, very very satisfying. I, I don't like the little kid song in the Ava Unit Three scene. I think I've talked about that on the show before. I wonder if there couldn't have been something more dramatic. Is kind of what too, I'm saying. I like it, but I don't know. It's too cute by half, and it's too like, oh, like too obviously against type. Yeah, exactly. It seems like something from Ponyo, maybe. Kind of, but but but. It it it's it's not clever, um, like it it, it feels like a, an, uh, God, I'm not I'm not even gonna say, I'm not gonna say it feels like a Zack Snyder needle drop, <laughs> but it feels like oh it's of course you play the happy little kid talking about being friends while they're yeah. while he's eating the other one yeah and it's like it's a little too the, easy the, the the contrast is too strong to make it silly to me. It, it, it's not upsetting or disturbing. It's like it's like tiptoe through the tulips. Yeah, I did, you know, yeah, it's I a knew creepy you were gonna song. Go, yeah, it's like it's which like, is like it's yeah, too I know that sounds yeah. creepy, but it's a little too obvious. It's it's more interesting if you take a song that's not obviously creepy, and and you do such a good thing in the context. That's why I like the Come Suser Tud, which is like the pop song, and the, the images are so horrific and surreal. And the end of Evangelion, that marriage is like unique. Yes, yes. and I haven't seen it before. But playing a happy song while something violent is happening is like film school 101. Yeah, I'm with you, Luke. You know? Yeah. Um, not to, you know, these are all minor quibbles, but I just, yeah. I was well, curious what you guys thought. Okay, well, were. I did. So I did while we were, I did look it up that, that the other song. This Tsubasa one? The, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Please Give Me Wings. It's a popular Japanese folk song written by... Michiko ya- Yamagami and composed by Kunihiko Murai. Uh, mm-hmm. It has been covered many, many times, uh, including by Baby Metal. Um, Baby Metal. Uh, and um, uh, Susan Boyle. The um, uh, Oh, sure, Susan Boyle. Yeah, and, uh, the, but like a ton of other talented. people. Those are the two like recognizable names. But I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for the track and and uh there's a lot and i really do i do like that and that, that was one that i didn't know i i learned later. i like that one i was, i like that it's not as good as the come sweet death that the, the no, 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 no. song but but i think i think that i was told that this song was was it had like more of a context in japanese like sort of like pop it, culture it does. I, I i don't know if this is an accurate comparison but the way it was described to me i sort of imagined it like a um 
like like a like a sixties like one of those like hippie anthems like come on people now smile on mm-hmm. your boom. like one of those kind of songs that like, another you know very familiar. obvious needle drop to let you know it's the sixties yeah that like it's like one of those ones that like that it was that this this is like a a clever thing to do with a very recognizable mm. song in that is what I was told and and I obviously we don't know it but it, right. even just seeing that that many people have covered it suggests that obviously it's it's reach it spreads outside of this uh it does make me not like it as much again you know the come come susur toad being written orig- like lyrics by Ono yeah. written for even like an original pop song it isn't just like we found this song and put it over the words it's like no we made this song specifically to score a biblical psychedelic uh-huh. end of the world is like but that's I think that this is give me baller wings, it is clever. amazing i mean it's like i i do like this one and i do like how it works and i did like i said before the way they they drop out all the sound except for shinji's voice i want i mean i it's wonder really it's cool it's effective i wonder i wonder if like if if culturally like if this if this was as interesting at the time as like the end of Mad Men was or something with the with the I'd like to buy the world a Coke song or something like I wonder <laughs> if it's like it was this like was it clever was it super clever in that way like because there is something really powerful about something that you 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 recognize being repurposed in an interesting and surprising way mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just I'm curious that mm-hmm. that was the way it was presented to me because I, I I was sort of just curious as like you know where did the song come from because it seemed to like if you look it up there's a bunch of different versions yeah. so like you know what is the sort of thing and uh and yeah, I love it though. It's very cool. Shinji got the SDAT from his dad. Which, <laughs> Here we go. Which we we didn't hear about in the series. No, they never and, mentioned that. And when he when he's fed up with Gendo and all his bullshit, he throws it away, and Ray takes it out of the garbage, and takes it with her into her dummy plug, like she took Gendo's glasses. Yep. And then when he goes to get her out, it she, comes she with did, them. It's in her hand, right? Yeah. Yeah, the S the S that is like very important in this. That, I like, mean, that does suggest that there's something going on with that. That again, it's like I I wonder if there's like at times where they just allow these things in there and they're like, yeah, maybe we'll touch that later, maybe we won't. But like it does, yeah. There's a weird it, it imbues the significance into it as like a, a prop, if you will. When you see it in yeah, her hand coming out, I mean, out, I just, like, well, I just think it's that interesting. Mean? Is that no? I mean, other 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 than that, her will desired it, right? Because if the idea is that you have to like will to be like an individual to be like differentiated from the thing, so that like if her will to be an individual at the moment that Shinji was asking mm-hmm. for her, that was so strong that she wanted to bring that with I'm her. Less hung I up suppose on the I fact... can understand it rematerializing uh, with it without it being a significant sure. thing outside of it for her purpose yeah I, i'm purpose. i'm less hung up on the fact that it survives or comes out with her yeah, I just I, find it i'm attracted to the fact that she brought it in there with her because it yeah. suggests that he, that shinji is a, an emotional like shinji's replaced gendo in her you know emotional esteem yeah if we're looking at this as as, as some sort of a loop thing as, as some sort of a new well version she's got the gendo glasses in the first movie right yeah exactly that, so that, that is like we're seeing replaced, a new revision of that yeah mode get rid of, of gendo thing. and replace you know him in my heart with Shinji. Although I, how do you feel about this? <laughs> that this is, I mean, it feels like this is a real win for like Ray and Shinji shippers. Yeah, like it feels like very. I mean, romantically the end is, the end is incredibly like romantic. I'm gonna I mean, absolutely like floating in this white abyss as is he's that, been holding her. Is that okay? 
I don't know. She's a clone of his mom. It's still. like, guys, we need to talk about Shinji Akari and his like, problematic relationship with Rei Ayanami. Because <laughs> she's, like, she's medium post. She's not. <laughs> it's not her soul, and he never knew his mother. It's never even seen. And pictures. he does in this version. Never he doesn't even know. seen pictures of her. Well, because and he in, doesn't know yet. In the, just in the show, we see him kind of get close to it, but we don't even touch it in this. So, no. like, I feel like maybe it is okay, but look, I, I mean, know. is that any, fucked up of me to anything say? Anything that makes Rei and Shinji happy makes me happy so like i you know look i mean maybe they need to move to tennessee to pull this off but like i I think uh i think you know there's legal loopholes you know around the world that can make this happen for these crazy kids is what i think i mean to be fair guys they're like transcending like you know life as we know it like they're in the process to fulfill a human's wish yeah exactly like who are we to judge yeah god's in his heaven yeah i mean look we're gonna know it's all going to be made clear very soon. It's all going to be tied up with a neat it's little bow. It's going to be so clear. We're going to laugh that we ever had any confusion about it. It's going to be like, disappointing. Oh, it's like, oh, it it, God, so that all makes sense. sense. I'm done <laughs> with this one. You remember when we recorded that episode and we were like, but is that weird? I don't know. And then it's like, nope. Locked down. Oh, yeah, make sure you watch the post-credits thing. Cause My goodness, watch the post-credits yeah, thing. Yeah, whatever you're watching this on, don't, I'm, don't, don't. I'm sure you've that. seen it, but yeah, we'll talk about that. But that's the setup as Kaoru comes down and halts third impact. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. With, which is... that, with the spear of Cassius. Sure. Not the spear obviously. of Longinus. <laughs> but Cassius, I think it was like Cassius Longinus. <laughs> it's like the guy. Sure. There. So it's still the same kind of deal. Um, but we do see real quick... And we should probably wrap this up, but like we do see Gendo and Fuyutsuki go to the moon. Yeah, they do. And they see Ava Mark VI being built. And I think we had talked about this in the last episode, a lot of seeing the, the big uh, Lilith-like thing on yeah. the moon. And yeah. that was, I think we speculated correctly in that episode, but that was Ava Mark VI that they're building. So they're building an Evangelion. It was just like a, a naked Evangelion that we saw because mm-hmm. you see it again here. So that putting the, the armor face on. with the mask and the eyes, and right? Stuff. That that was just the it was just an Ava okay. body, and then they put the mask on it, and then at the end of this, Kaoru comes des- descending from the heavens. Yeah, I don't really even uh, remember most of what happens in three, so I'm dying. I mean, you, Kevin, you're going out of town. Luke, you're going out of town. When you guys get back, we're gonna fucking do this because at a moment's yeah. notice, we're gonna have to, you know, go to the theater and have our minds blown. So. Maybe we'll do more on this. Maybe we'll end up doing three and then, you know, talk more as we lead up to it. Maybe we'll end up doing four and then go back and do some sort of, like, attempt to kind of cohere it all in, in a way. I don't know. Yeah. We might have to. So, I mean, I like, you know, again, I, I, I hope that this was fun for uh, the fans of this show in particular. And if, if the broader Evangelion fans have stumbled into this. As we're watching you know. the credits, I did see that Maya Sakamoto is is the voice for Mari. And, and because we've been talking about Star Wars prequels to some extent here, it's interesting to note that she is the dub voice in Japan for uh, Natalie Portman. Really? A lot of her movies. I didn't know that. So I don't know how the, you knew that. But I, oh, because I looked her up. Because yeah. yeah, I, I knew that name. I was like, where did I know that name? And so I looked up her That's cool. Wikipedia. Yeah, she's a very prominent uh, voice actor. That's done. Lots well, and you've disrespected her thoroughly. I hope I, she I, finds out about it. Yeah. And, and I mean, she played that, she played know. the major Kusanagi really in the worst iteration of Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> of course. No, which just one, kidding. the Arise one or no? Yeah, the Arise yeah. one. I didn't see it yet, so I can't comment. But... Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, we've been all over the place. I don't know. I feel yeah. A we, bit we're hitting we're hitting the two hour mark basically out of sorts. I mean, um, we had to, right? 
we had to have a long, confusing, like, you know, uh, tangent-filled episode. Fair enough, but, yeah. Maybe it's not our best. I don't know. Maybe don't we've lost shit, the honestly. touch. I mean, we're, we're doing it because we have to do it. You know, we're compelled as, like, fans and as lovers of this. Like, we need to be there on the day, you know, ready. So we got to get through these. But we're probably going to have to go back and, like, really reassess these things after. Because we're going to do the fucking reaction episode of the fourth one. And then we're probably going to sit with it for a week and, like, do another episode or something. Because, like, I yeah. don't know. I mean, how? I mean, if we're going to see that, then we're, what? We're going to wait, like however many months until we see it again on like blu-ray it's like i'm probably gonna watch this thing like 40 times oh, before the man. end of this year if i can so yeah i don't know we, we gotta read all thing. those novels too yeah we got a lot to do uh so guys we don't know what the schedule is gonna be we're gonna do our best they're traveling this might be broken into two episodes i have no idea but i mean we're gonna we're, go- we're gonna finish these movies and review the new one and then we're gonna figure out what the hell we're doing and hopefully you know more but we're glad you're on the journey with us yeah and we thank you for, for listening for- you know, for our friends that have stuck with us the whole time, thank you. You're the real ones. Yeah, we're glad to be here with you, and we're doing this as much for you as it's for us, because it's fun. We've halved our listenership, because all the Mari fans... <laughs> well, between the Gundam fans it. that I pissed off in the first season you pissed of the off show. the Gundam fans. <laughs> Gundam's now on Netflix, by the way. Oh, yeah, and, and soon, soon to be live-action movie coming from Netflix as oh, well. That's right. Um, look, I don't... I mean, I don't... I don't hate Mari. I don't mean to be that guy. I really don't mean to if be that guy. If you love Gundam and you want to tell somebody to go fuck themselves, you know, uh, address it to me on Twitter. If you love Mari and want to tell somebody to go fuck themselves, address it to Luke on Twitter. If you, <laughs> you know, uh, don't have any problems and just think the show's great, tell Kevin. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll be back. It's another episode soon. of uh, Sync Ratios After Dark here. It is Sync Ratios After like Dark. It's like getting close to what, 10 p.m. or something. It's past my Jesus bedtime. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's very late. Okay. Um, this was fun, guys. Thank, Thank you for you. Uh, Thank doing you. this with us, Kevin. Oh, come on. It's beautiful. Uh, to be continued. To be continued. Suzuku. Three point. And more fan service next time. Yeah, wait, what's the what's the but what we're the DVD which which is the it's three point what is the next three point three 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 point three three and the next one is three point three well, three plus no three point oh plus one point oh <laughs> yes obviously uh, the most obvious way that you could number a four series of series of four movies which suggests that that cyclical thing we didn't really talk about that there, there's not much to that theory or to be had here no. other than Kaoru saying this time I'll make you happy. Which means something, but uh, next time we'll dig into that more deeply. So, thanks, guys. Uh, and thanks, everyone listening. Yeah. Have a good off. night. <laughs>